0: This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons, specifically Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. If you'd like to join Mitch, head on over to patreon.com/duckfeedtv. Also, check out our new show Orb, which is an episode by episode exploration of the Venture Brothers. <music> My name is Gary Butterfield. My
1: name is Cole Ross.
0: And you're listening to Watch Over Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast.
1: And this week we are beginning our discussion of Dragon Age 2, which is a role playing game developed by BioWare and published by Electronic Arts for the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC in 2011
0: boy is it published by electronic arts uh there's a lot of signing into origin and Mm -hmm. uh little bumpers that pop up that say if you play this online you're part of a community yeah enter this code (laughs) at play
1: online to get the full strategy guide yeah Yeah, god i'd love to be
0: part of a community i'm gonna join the dragon age 2 community in 2020 (laughs) hey guys oh there's there's a, a trailer for mass effect 3 Mm. available finally
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> i've been waiting for all, it.
0: <laughs> all those wraparounds you should there's gonna make your age your game age like shit right you should stop doing it yeah EA, it's Ubisoft. funny
1: it's funny that like that was the way that communities you know that that publishers thought communities happened when like you know when you go mm-hmm. to the to the wiki for this a there's a community of people who keep it updated but also like there's there's a really bumping discord server that is just people who like talking about dragon age
0: that has like 400 Mm -hmm. people active at any given time i'm gonna i'm gonna join the community by giving ea my information (laughs) that's that's how
1: i join i I, I mail them a small vial of my blood
0: yeah i pay my dues (laughs) to ea um this is uh a series of episodes we're doing uh, that is executive produced by Mitch. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you, Mitch. Uh,
0: thank you, Mitch. It's very us... rare that we do, you know, one of our big tentpole winter or summer RPGs mm-hmm. as a patron request, but uh, Mitch threw it on the list, and we were like, you know what, we have to do modern Bioware at some point. We do,
1: and we might as well do it on our terms. And I have a soft spot for this ridiculous underbaked game. Um, mm-hmm. I have, I have come to just accept the part of me that just wants to nurture and coddle these weird bastard entries in series like they are wounded baby birds mm-hmm. um and i like this game i like this game gary yeah. and i'm happy to talk about
0: I, it i i like this game as well uh this is my second time playing through it and some of the issues are becoming more evident mm-hmm. um there's a lot of problems this game has uh some of which have been talked to death right uh, some of which haven't Mm -hmm. though so i'm gonna talk him to death yeah i still end up liking it too part of it though i feel like so like when i first played this i was like okay this and awakening are the two good dragon age games i like this one about as much Mm -hmm. um i think that if it wasn't for exactly where i was at in 2020 hood and in my life i would feel more cranky about this right now Mm -hmm. but right now like i am in a fugue state like going to quest markers on a map Mm -hmm. watching numbers go up yeah um you know, in this, in this little city. And that is exactly what I need right now. Yeah. And that's uh that's making it a much rosier experience. So I'm still able to think about these things like, you know, the encounter design in this being like just kind of wall to wall dog shit. <laughs> um, but the, 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 um, like a carpet made of it, but like, uh, you know, it's still fun. Yeah. You know, I'm still enjoying myself. So it, it's a, it's a, be a weird set of episodes for the like goodness enjoyment um scale right right you know idea mm-hmm. the, the the idea so.
1: being like the fact that how much i enjoy this has very little to do with the actual quality of the thing that is here yeah, yeah.
0: and the things that there are things that it does objectively really well mm-hmm. like there are things that are like super good oh yeah um it's just like boy do i uh get into a lot of fights where guys just teleport in mm-hmm. uh, constantly it's yeah. like most of my time yeah you know yeah.
1: Oh, they, they, they teleported in front of me? Cool. Well, I'll, I'll turn around. Nope, yeah. they're behind me now, too. We,
0: okay. When cool. they teleported in front of you, they teleport uh, floating in the air. Yeah. Like, they don't have them do it off screen. So, the guy, it, it is literally raining men. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. At many points in, in Kirkwall. Yep. <laughs> um, so, th- this is going to be three episodes on this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we're going to be doing a premium episode at the end of the month on Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Yeah. Um, to get that, you have to be a patron. Um, and this also, just because we're starting with Dragon Age 2, doesn't mean we won't do Dragon Age Origins or Dragon Age Awakening. Right. Um, really different games that are accomplishing very different things. Um, I have no interest in doing Inquisition. Same. So, yeah, you know, me, you know, like on a long enough timeline, anything is possible. But I can imagine doing Origins because I think Origins is... is also goodish, good yeah origins it would be
1: like a necessary part of a run-up to awakening which i think is the yes. mvp of that it's yeah. where they it's where they found their uh f- f- found their sea legs
0: yeah um but this is uh we're starting with the uh, bastard stepchild here mm-hmm. um would you play as a character named hawk um you're a refugee from the the war that took place in dragon age origins and you must set up a new life in the city of kirkwall your yes. ancestral home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we should talk a little bit
1: about the setting of Dragon Age because there are going to be some assumptions about the way that, 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 that different things work that are, that are going to be pretty important. Like right down to one of the main conflicts that you're going to be resolving over and over again in this game. Right? hmm um so this takes place in thedas the setting of dragon age is kind of like a lower fantasy forgotten realms uh to a certain degree uh, there are some stronger analogs between uh, the different kingdoms in play and kind of just different european and asian countries like oh you'll hear about antiva and antiva is spain italy you'll hear about Orlais yeah. and that's france Stuff like that. Yes. Like down to the way people yeah. are
0: coded and the way that people, you know, speak. Right. Yeah. Um, um and this was a, a big deal when this came out because obviously Bioware, you know, having done the Baldur's Gate games and Neverwinter Night games, this was them saying, like, what if we made our own DD? Yeah. Um, you know, so this was uh Dragon Age Origins specifically was this huge, huge incredibly hyped-up game that was the spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate. right? Um, But without the Forgotten Realms, like, baggage was kind Mm -hmm. of the idea. Um, In the setting, you know, there are a couple of unique selling points to the setting of Dragon Age, Um, one of which is the idea of the Darkspawn. So every once in a while in this world, a bunch of Darkspawn emerge from these ancient dwarven ruins uh, called the Deep Roads, and uh, they do this thing called the Blight. Where they sweep the uh, countryside, you don't know what darkspawn are, but they're mm-hmm. orcs. Yep, <laughs> um, combination orcs, undead,
1: some abominations and stuff thrown in there. Yeah, basically orcs. Ogres yeah. hang out
0: with them. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're they're just monsters. They're orcs.
1: Yep. They're 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 monsters that rise up. They are led by an arch demon, uh, who conveniently can turn into a dragon when he wants to. Um, Yes. Yeah. uh, And this just occasionally happens. There is a whole like special forces kind of thing. Like there are special warriors who drink the darkspawn blood and become immune to kind of the corruption that they have. These are called the Grey Wardens. You play as a Grey Warden in Dragon Age Origins in order to put down the fifth blight that takes place in the southern kingdom of Ferelden or Southern continent of uh, uh mm-hmm. Ferelden, right? And while you're doing it, you also resolve some long standing conflicts with the humans, elves, dwarves, mages, and stuff like that. It's a really like wide ranging adventure across an entire continent that stands in stark contrast to what you do in Dragon Age 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a reaction to that, right? Um, mages are X Men mm-hmm. in this. <laughs> Um they get their magic from you know this uh, the Fade, this other world, and that leaves them susceptible to demonic possession. Uh, and then there is this oppressor class, uh, the Templars, who uh, are you know keep the mages sequestered in something called circles for study and safety. Um, this was a you know one of the pillars of the plot in the first game, but wasn't quite as surfaced. Um, it is the primary uh, conflict in Dragon Age 2. Right. Um, this, uh, you know, freedom and control. Should we support the mutant registration act? Right, uh, right. Kind of stuff. Um, with a tiny little dip into the most interesting thing that Dragon Age did, which was create the Canari, mm-hmm. uh, which are their one original race.
2: Yep. Um, like
0: dwarves are d- dwarves is dwarves mm-hmm. in Dragon Age. Elves is Jews. Uh, in in <laughs> you, Dragon Age, you
1: really, you really, really need to qualify that.
0: <laughs> They're coded. Yes. Uh, very heavily as such. Yes. Even down to their slang. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not making it up. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know they 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 kind of just take. Uh, so everything. My point being is that most of the things in Dragon Age are really straight putt, mm-hmm. other than the Canari, which are their weird original idea. Yes. Um, which like, are it, these like it, warrior monk, um, kind of. It, it's hard critters. to get,
1: it, it's hard to get a bead on what they on what they're supposed to like um uh, map to. Because you get a sense that it's a little bit, uh, it's 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 a little bit like Mongolian, to 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 a certain degree. It's a little bit um, coded as almost like Islam, almost. Uh, yeah. Given the you know, given Bioware and their track record of around this time trying to work in war on terror stuff into yes. into into everything, um, the fact that you have this these people who arrive that nobody knows what to do with that have just enough of a different, you know, belief and social structure that they are viewed as a threat just for being. Um, you know, uh, and like you're gonna be dealing with them an awful lot and trying to just understand the way that they interface with Kirkwall specifically.
0: Yeah. Uh it was a big standout in Dragon Age one when I played it. Yeah. Uh Sten, the character from that, was the most interesting, you know, character mm-hmm. uh by quite a bit. And it's it's to me it, this feels like the Bioware original concept. For Dragon Age, like everything else, feels pretty, you know, kind of <laughs> fantasy toolbox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, and th- this is the 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 cool original thing they brought.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was uh, good, it. it was a good idea of uh, on their part to foreground it here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting how it's foregrounded here and how it isn't. Mm-hmm. Like it's an act two diversion. Yeah, you know, during this for the for the for the most part, mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back to the main plot, which is uh, a lot of setup. Mm-hmm. Actually for the for the third game. Um, you know, the kind of uh climactic events of this game set up the third game, which gets really big and very metaphysical, mm-hmm. um, and is kind of tackles the third pillar of their mythology, which is their religion. Yes. Um, in this world. So it's kind of like orcs, you know, mm-hmm. uh magic religion is kind of the, the four yeah. three Dragon Age games.
1: And even their religion is pretty much just christianity catholicism like there's <laughs> yeah. they have the maker they've got a joan of arc kind of figure andraste uh who worshipped kind of like by the broad religion of ferelden basically everybody except for the kunari and the tevinter imperium so
0: yes yeah uh we spend our time in kirkwall um which is a, a former slave city um it's part of the free marches So, this uh, kind of tract of land of, like, confederated kingdoms, Um, it used to be part of something called the Tevinter Imperium, Mm -hmm. which was this mageocracy that were also slavers. Yep. Think uh, Thay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, One of the big differences in this game is you play as a named character. You're not just making your own guy. Uh, You are a hawk. Mm -hmm. Um, That means that you're always human. Yep. You do get to choose if you're a male or a female, um, and you uh, customize your appearance and choose between three classes. Right. Uh, so character creation is already uh, much more streamlined. This is a much more streamlined game than Origins, mm-hmm. um, and those classes are fighter, rogue, and mage. Right. Um, your choice here actually has a bigger impact than you would
1: think. Um, not only for your own character and what you're going to be spending a lot of, you know, what will happen when you tap a tapa in this, um, but uh, there's kind of this moderate story impact. One, um, the, the class that you pick will determine which of your siblings survives. If you pick a mage, your fighter brother will survive the game's opening. If you pick um, either rogue or fighter, your mage sister will survive. Um, this has story implications because either being a mage or wanting to protect somebody who is close to you gives you some skin in the game when it comes to making decisions about the way mages should be treated at the hands of the Templars.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, so th- that's obviously very intentional. Mm-hmm. They want you to have a mage close to you or have you be a mage. Um, it's a really weird, like, I'm not going to nitpick about this. I don't want to AVGN about it. <laughs> the uh, I found myself, when playing this, wishing that they had gone further mm-hmm. with this. It's really weird that people just walk around that and are mages and do magic all the time. Yes. And there are people just selling mage staffs and mage robes in the street. Like, like it, it <laughs> felt like it was, you know, really, it's very half-committal hmm. to the, you know, the mage as, you know, X-Men right metaphor
1: there are certain mages that are completely broken by the fact that they have been hunted like dogs for decades of their lives Mm -hmm. right just across the entire kingdom but then you roll around saying look at my staff everybody Like that should be well, and shooting spells. (laughs) Yep, because you're
0: constantly doing random encounters in the Uh middle of the city. Yeah, so you just do spells right in front of templars (laughs) on a pretty consistent basis, and they don't they don't care that much. (laughs) Um, that's weird. It is. Uh, It made me wish like, oh, this game doesn't fully commit to this idea. Like, it does take place in a city. You do get a sense of uh the city. You could say the city is a character but i kept thinking that there wasn't enough like dungeon ecology mm-hmm. like shouldn't there be like a, a an underground for this kind of shit yeah shouldn't people be disguising themselves as other classes <laughs> right. you know should, should, shouldn't, uh, shouldn't there shouldn't there be staves that look like halberds but mm-hmm. the blade on the end is purely ornamental <laughs> you know and really it's just a staff
1: right like right. just
0: you know it just it was it's just weird to me that people just straight up sell shit and that mm-hmm. those are gameplay concessions yeah you know and i, I kind of came away from this like feeling like one of the things the reasons why modern bioware has not totally connected with me even though i like this game and i like origins um is that they feel a little cowardly sometimes
1: yeah like there's there, like, there's no way we could have a fantasy game and not have the character play as a mage um yeah even we're not though.
0: you know yeah. I was talking to Will about it and he's like, Yeah, Bioware isn't Troika. Like they're not gonna do the Nosferatu playthrough of bloodlines. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, that wasn't super fun, you know, to, <laughs> to do the do the stealth character that you have to crawl around in the sewers, but it made sense in the world. Mm-hmm. And this ends up it being more fun, but you have to hand wave a lot more. Yeah. You know to, to, to and it doesn't end up making very much sense, and it's so weird because the story rests entirely on that conflict, right? Like acts one and three, it is a constant subplot, and then three, it you know comes to a head. It is the point of the story, mm-hmm. uh, is that conflict, and this question of like freedom versus security is the, is the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just is like, well, you know, if I never talked to anybody, I could do magic all day long you know
1: (laughs) it uh it 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 does not matter in a way that clangs uh if ever there was a time to throw out the cliche ludonarrative dissonance it would be here actually yeah Yeah. um i agree and that kind of became clear for me this time because this is the first time that i played this as a mage this is the second time for me playing through this the first time i did it as a as a rogue um playing as a mage (laughs) yeah playing as a mage because who would play as a fighter gary come on I, I can't imagine. <laughs> Playing as a mage is fun. Um, like mm-hmm. there are cool specialties that I, ended, that I ended up going with and awesome little synergies and setting up my party with for combos and stuff. That's cool. But I, I agree with you that I was just kind of like sitting there in that clang you know sitting there having that clang around me this entire time because it would come up in some conversations it would come up come up in others a large amount of the dialogue is people bad-mouthing mages and talking about how none of them can be trusted and there's just an option for you to ineffectually say um not all mages are bad i for instance am
0: one (laughs) yeah and then and then nothing really happens there's very rarely a consequence to that right like it's like i should pay a bribe yeah like you're supposed to believe that everyone is very bigoted against you but if you say that then the person will usually or like in my case for this playthrough i'll be like my sister mm-hmm. you know is, is is a mage i played a mage the first time i played th- through this and then they'll just kind of sheepishly say okay you know well, <laughs> well i'm on to I you dexter don't you be doing <laughs> no serial killing
1: um, like, obviously i didn't mean you when i said that bigoted thing <laughs>
0: And, and that's, like, kind of realized, but kind of not, because it continually happens with people of all levels of power. Yep. Um, you know, it's just, it's weird. It feels like they're really married to this, uh, this metaphor, and, but also they can't go whole hog into it because they're kind of cowards. And they mostly want to make a fun video game that's empowering for the player. Yeah. You know, and, and like, that just, it, it kind of bums me out. Yep. You know, uh, how, how emphasized it is. I'm rolling, very specifically, I am rolling with uh, Anders and Fenris. Okay. Because I was like, oh, this will be spicy. Like, mm-hmm. this dude hates mages. This guy's literally an abomination and is taken over by <laughs> basically a demon. And I know what happens with him in the game. Right, right. Like, you know, this will this will be interesting. And all it means is every once in a while, they just do Bioware quips at each other. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to a cutscene and Fenris will be like, if I have to you know, drag the heart out of every abomination in this land, I will. You they, know, we, looks we cannot be... Yeah, and it's
1: like, whoa, okay, I guess that just happens. Yeah, that <laughs> like, just happens. I happened. guess that was the tweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the tea. Um, it, it's it's just really weird. There's a dissonance. There's yeah. a, a constant dissonance in this stuff that makes me feel like this is not as deep or as clever as you think it is, BioWare. Like you are mm-hmm. not doing the good work of making big thematic freedom versus security arguments that you think you are. Yeah,
1: integrate this. It, 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 integrate the, the yeah. story with the play just do it yeah. plug them up and They can could. connect
0: yeah you know and then again they they can't because it's every you know, your is voice acted and like yeah. there's a billion lines and etc mm-hmm. um the way that this works mechanically each of these classes have a number of skill trees uh, very small skill trees like six mm-hmm. uh little bits with uh where you use talent points that you earn at level ups yes um you also get stat points um that you can then uh level up and they have your regular statistics and your derived statistics and these are all pretty standard you know uh magic willpower strength vitality yeah,
1: yeah. just you know, serial numbers filed off on the regular dnd stuff um mm-hmm. at any time your party can cons- consist of four people including hawk um so mm-hmm. you can roll around like you're going to be doubling up on one of the classes as you go um so the subspecialties do end up uh do do end up mattering uh the the available pool of companions is pretty balanced and even when you are in the middle of a fight you can switch between them at will uh and kind of guide them as as you go you have a good amount of control over the way that they that they grow and use their abilities in combat
0: yeah it's very balanced other than the fact that if you're playing as a rogue there are two rogues in the main game and then both dlc companions are rogues so (laughs) So see, it's just uh there are a lot of rogues in this game, um, and like not as many warriors as I wanted. Yeah. There's two, yeah, you know. So I have them both because oh, I they're...
1: wanted two. Oh yeah, I, 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 I so I, I suppose I was about to say, oh, there are three only if you play a mage. Do you have Carver yeah. for one chapter?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and also if he's you, kind if you of play a dink. His... Yeah. Yeah, Carver seems like an asshole. I'm glad he died. Um, if you, if you, play, if you play, as a, play as a rogue, you get tons of rogues and mm-hmm. then just two fighters. It's weird. Yeah. Um, there are consumables. Um, these are crafted. Uh, you have to find these nodes, these kind of supply points, and then find recipes and then also buy them.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. You know, for these uh these consumables, but uh, that's just kind of the limiting factor. So you're not crafting high end potions at the end of, in the beginning of the game. Yes. Um. And then a Dragon Age staple. Your inventory is limited. Yeah. Um. You find junk items that are just things that you're gonna sell. Um. You buy backpacks like Dragon Age One. It is a little less important in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh. Than it was in Dragon Age One, where I remember like space being a huge premium. Yeah. Um. But it is still pretty important. Yeah uh to uh you know you can usually carry all the loot out of a dungeon or two no problem but you will be doing shuttle runs back to town
1: yep Um, all of that is in addition to the regular kind of gear you can get like you can't customize your companion's armor uh you can only do full customization on hawk uh but everything um is yeah, well labeled. Like, different gear has different star ratings to help you just kind of like know at a glance what class it's going to be in. Like, the inventory mm-hmm. management in this is actually better than I remember it being.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Like, yep. the, the, uh, like I said, I remember it being a big deal in Dragon Age 1. Yeah. Um, and just to, you know, you can customize somewhat your companion's armor. They have different upgrades they can get. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're kind of static, they give them perks. Mm-hmm. So you can find them certain armors that either give them uh, additional slots for runes, uh, which we'll talk about uh, additional attack or additional defense. Yes,
1: uh, we might as well put that here because I didn't uh, I didn't include runes later on. Runes are just like, uh, like you, you left
0: out enchantment. I'm not going to say it in the fucking voice. <laughs> no, <Nope>. uh,
1: <laughs> I did. I did leave out enchantment because that was I, I just uh, put that here as part of the uh, part of
0: the crafting But my boy, <laughs> my boy, my, my
1: boy, my boy,
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my 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 dumbfaced boy. Um, so th- there's a there's a rune system in this where you can put runes uh, into equipment that has certain slots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it works is there's an opportunity cost. Um, you can't get the rune back. You can just destroy it. Yeah, once it's in there, um, and that's fine. Yeah, like these are not these are all like plus four percent fire damage shit. It's mm-hmm. nothing is that outlandish. At least for most of the game yep. uh, until you get to the end, you start getting some more powerful runes. Right. Um, I think the crafting in this game is like a little like underbaked. Mm-hmm. um it's fine it doesn't hurt me you know to yeah. find these resource nodes and then just like be able to buy potions mm-hmm. from the potion guy but it, it's not uh, a very robust system i don't think
1: yeah uh let's talk about combat uh the combat here is much faster than you would expect if you are coming here right off of dragon age origins or really any other crpg that bioware uh has made any other crpg mm-hmm. that is not diablo with its click clicka 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 uh you know if you do not have auto attack turned on this is kind of tappa tappa i was playing this and thinking oh dragon eight or sorry Baldur's gate dark alliance is not
0: going to be as much of a departure as i thought it was going to be are you uh, are you playing this on xbox i am playing this on xbox yes yeah the um they patched in the auto attack okay did you know that like when this game first came out you couldn't do auto attack so it was exclusively tapa tapa
1: i don't um, yeah no i don't like that yeah <laughs> i like yeah. having auto they, they had to patch it's that in fine.
2: yeah
0: um on the pc it, it just works you just click the guy that you want to have die you okay. know and then your guy will keep attacking them until you tell them to do something different cool that works yeah <laughs> You know, it's not, um, you know, you're not controlling your character around directly. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is, you know, like Dragon Age Origins, which was also made for consoles. This is a little bit more optimized for consoles. Um, And they wanted to make combat look uh, cool and action-y and Um, Mm combo-based. This ends up being, there are animations that are really cool in this, and there are animations that are absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, to make it, uh, the rogue has a thing where he throws a stun potion, mm-hmm. but you don't throw it, you throw it up in the air and then roundhouse kick it. Yeah. And this is something that's on a really short cold, cooldown.
2: cool down. Cool down. <laughs> uh, cool.
0: So, so I'm, I'm constantly roundhouse kicking potions at people. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. If you can
1: think of a better way to get the potion into that guy's forehead, I would like to hear it. <laughs>
0: just absolutely incredible the non-stop roundhouse kicking uh, of things but some of the animations are actually really cool looking specifically the spells i remember yeah. doing like cone of cold and shit and that mm-hmm. looking legit yeah um yeah
1: uh this is this is like combo based it's kind of meant to be more frenetic in the moment like you're not queuing up commands uh like you were in dragon age One. Uh, Things Mm -hmm. like that. it feels a lot lot like Mass Effect. There's a lot of stuff that they brought over uh, from Mass Effect. I think that maybe they would have done in Dragon Age Origins if they knew how successful Mass Effect was going to be. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if Dragon Age Origins was not in development for literally a decade. Yeah. (laughs) Accruing all that technical debt there. But yeah, you know, you're going to be doing your own stuff. Kind of jumping around to control specific party members, whereas everybody else is going to act on AI until you uh, override them.
0: Yeah, um, is this is this a good time to talk about encounter design?
1: Yeah, let's do you have that. Do that as another
0: note, um, oh. because it, it really matters. It does. Like it, it is a, a huge difference in this, um, as opposed to Dragon Age Origins, which sought to emulate kind of d and D and MMO kind of thing, where you would have uh, set encounters you would come upon with different creatures of different classes. You would manage aggro, mm-hmm. and that was a really big part of it. Uh, this doesn't do that um dragon age 2 is all about uh ambushes with waves of weak enemies mm-hmm. um which is fine it is more action-based you do get the feeling of like cutting down you know tons of slavers mages darkspawn uh and the cell or talish or off or whatever mm-hmm. talish off yeah d- d- um, don't, don't
1: forget spiders
0: and spiders, you you cut down those four, five things a lot and you <laughs> cut down a lot of them, but it doesn't, It it's weird. Like it ends up feeling very strange because there are things you can do in the combat that do not lend themselves to this combat engine. Mm-hmm. So for example, uh, using a taunt in this to take aggro from a creature doesn't matter really. Like you take aggro from something, but any individual enemy dies really quick. Yeah. In this, it's about throwing huge numbers at you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do a thing that just draws all aggro to yourself, that only lasts for a certain, you know, until the next wave. Yeah. And there could be two or three or four waves of, of combat in this. Um, things like moving around to get behind guys. Yeah. Which you do a lot as a rogue doesn't really matter because enemies can come from any direction. Um, it is really, all of the tactics in this come from synergies and build. Yeah. You know. Which is interesting. None of the, you know, almost none of the tactics comes from positioning or managing aggro. Mm-hmm. Um, because the encounter design is just wave after wave of weak enemies. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively. Like I have, you know, <laughs> in this episode, we're gonna cover one boss fight that has kind of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. But even like the fights with dragons, which were a huge highlight of Dragon Age origin, are still one big meaty guy with waves of little guys. Yeah. It still kind of plays the same, um, and that's fine. It's part of what's making this so sleevable and, like, go down really smooth, like a can of brisk tea. (laughs) You know, it's like this just doesn't have any friction to it. It just goes down my throat like it was already lived there. Um, But it doesn't – there's not a lot of tactical depth to this, and a lot of it's the encounter design. And then the other part of this is that the encounters are almost exclusively – what if some dudes mm-hmm. like I have a memory of Dragon Age Origins having more general dungeoneering, you yeah. and more situations in which I could talk my way out of. Mm-hmm. But by moving from a uh, to a conversation wheel from a dialogue tree, um, your your verb is is kill mm-hmm. in this. It's it's like a, a an old, very old school D&D yeah. thing where it's, it's, you know, just lots of random encounters. Yeah. Um, I also found it to be
1: really, really easy uh, to the point where, oh, yeah. like as a as a mage, I remember this being the case with you know a, a rogue too. You know you have skills like you said that are kind of meant for a longer haul than you end up facing in a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, in, in a lot of the encounters that you the, the, that you go, go go to. This is a game where I started on normal and I bumped it up actually, yeah, in order to like have something to do that wasn't just waiting for my fireball to recharge, right?
0: yeah i'm I'm just absolutely slaying ass in this like the uh, I ended up taking a skill that recharges my my stamina when I get kills oh yeah and I have a bunch of skills that will one shot anything I run into other than a boss mm-hmm. so I can just kind of start the thing for free with just killing <laughs> you know high value targets like jumping around and that is it is really fun mm-hmm. it's not very tactical though like I'm not thinking yeah. Very much in in this game, um, mm-hmm. and that's you know a major kind of part of the trajectory of this away from Dragon Age Origins, which was kind of billing itself as like a tactical. Yes you know, kind of experience. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is really not. And part of it is just those skills, but part of it is the way the encounters, the length of the encounters do not support the skills. Right. There are huge swaths of skill trees that are just absolute waste mm-hmm. that are about managing aggro and drawing taunts and drawing ag- aggression. And uh, on the wiki, they talk about testing this stuff and it doesn't even really work. <laughs> like not only is it kind of pointless with the way the encounters work in this, but it's legitimately just kind of broken.
1: Yeah. So this. I thought it would be interesting to play as a debuff mage to you know to mm-hmm. go into the um, branch you know to, to 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 level up like the you know horror and sleep and you know uh, every attack on this enemy will be a critical for the next so and so amount of time um, mm-hmm. that ends up not being as useful as I would like it to um, and, you know even at the they uh, just don't the stick around difficulty
0: yeah like, yeah like like why why debuff them when you could just like literally just kill them yeah you know. Um, other than bosses, mm-hmm. and some bosses are immune to some debuffs, of course. Right. Yes. You know.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to be in the coming chapters, I think, going away from that tree more to go uh, more towards uh, some direct damage stuff. Maybe I'll specialize yeah. as a force mage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. When I did this, I did ice mage. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the first time I, I played this and that worked pretty well because my fighters had a bunch of things where if an enemy was brittle, mm-hmm. they could one shot them. Yeah. So I did kind of like, you know, freeze and smash was my my combo. And it was fun coming upon that. That's where the strategy is. Yeah. But it, it's almost never in the actual fights. mm mm-hmm. um, yeah. They try to kind of make up for this by having a party AI system uh, where you have tactic slots uh, from Origins. Um, these are if-then statements kind of like Final Fantasy XII's, uh gambits. And again, uh, these are something that, like, works, but the encounters very rarely last long enough to make them useful like how many contingencies do i need for this this is very fast combat Mm -hmm. uh you know that is made up in bulk like i i really wish that there were fewer fights that were tougher and required more thought
1: same yeah Um, give me something you know not all the way toward the divinity original sin (laughs) (laughs) kind of a mixture on that but uh something a little bit more substantial than this i found myself messing around with the tactics slots when it came time for me to um kind of like pick a different specialization for the for for, for the npcs for for my companion Mm. characters that they didn't necessarily come out of the box with
0: yeah yeah Yeah. Um, i had to make sure everybody would heal themselves because they weren't for a while
1: yeah they come out with no um, sense of self-preservation yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um Dragon Age 2 uh, does borrow mass another thing from Mass Effect. We have kind of this tactical wheel. This is how they approximate to the um uh pause and issue commands. Uh what is it the real time with pause system um where you know, the, care, the camera is always centered on you uh, and your main character, whichever one you're controlling. But when you pull this up, you get a wheel of commands around you and you can select your action and also the target with your little free look camera here.
0: Yeah, this is a controller uh, conceit. Yes. As well. If you play this with keyboard and mouse, it is real time with pause nice um you know where you just uh you have your number keys which are you know plays more like an mmo mm-hmm. your abilities are in cooldowns to the number keys you just select uh using the cursor who you're fighting mm-hmm. and what you want to use the item on oh that's sounds... who you want to use the uh, thing on
1: that sounds great i've got no problem <laughs> with uh with the system that i ultimately have here on console i like playing mm-hmm. games on console um but mm-hmm. yeah that's just uh having it uh, having the bar, I think, specifically, as opposed to the limited slots that you have with, uh, um, you know, with the face buttons would have been nice.
0: Yeah, I can I can see that. So, it, it again, it has that hybrid console PC mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Um, you'll always have a basic attack. And then, like, as we mentioned, everything else is on uh, cooldowns mm-hmm. uh, that you have. Um, these are they're different types of abilities there are active abilities which are like a verb there are passive things you can upgrade to and then there are states Mm -hmm. um so those are like you know while in the state 15 percent of your stamina is spoken for but you get additional accuracy Mm -hmm. you know things like that so you can kind of even within the system which is like relatively limited there is a lot of room for expression
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i like it quite a bit Uh, you are going Mm -hmm. to be managing your um, healing and things like that going around. You have your quick potions, both for um, mana and for health. Uh, If an ally dies, they will uh, be revived automatically. However, they will come back injured, which lowers their max HP. Uh, You can restore that either by going back and sleeping at your house or by using an injury kit, which are plentiful, because, again, this game is not very difficult.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah and this is uh and you'll go back to full hp no matter what even if you don't die yeah. um go back to you start every encounter at full mm-hmm. so gone are that kind of you know do i have enough supplies for this dungeon yeah um that also kind of influences how the encounter design works i think mm-hmm. it's why every encounter is so many enemies and and yeah, yeah. you know so many ways of reinforcements because they know that you have all of your abilities yeah and all of your uh health and also there's no such it. thing
1: like except for how we're going to end this episode there's no such thing as a long dungeon this game
0: yeah yeah they're all incredibly short yeah but they're modular like they're like Mm -hmm. ikea dungeons yeah so they're they're you're going through basically through habit trails (laughs) you know that have been modularly made to uh to lead you into certain. i can't go this way there's a chair in the way you know (laughs) i don't have a problem with that actually i don't i don't care (laughs) i don't so i the here the thing that i care about is how this impacts like How much it matters to be in like a certain space, right? Yeah. Like the way this thing works, and we should talk about it because I bet this under quest and world scope, but we can just bring it up Yeah, let's let's do it here because it
1: it, it also has to do with counters and with uh, encounter design and stuff.
0: It's and it's the famous criticism, yes, of this game, right? Like. You know, people aren't, you know, uh, aren't talking about how Flemeth has huge tits now. That's not their main criticism. They're into the fact that we got a witch gilf. But they're, they're less into the fact that uh, this game, because of its kind of uh, short development time and stuff, um, uses a kind of Lego set um, approach to dungeon design, mm-hmm. where instead of individual bespoke dungeons, there are different tile sets uh, that then block off certain parts. So uh, there's always a warehouse, there's always a cave, there's always a beach, mm-hmm. there's always the the deep roads, um, and they just kind of take those and you see the whole map, but you can't get to certain parts of it. Yeah. So like when I go into this cave, it's the same cave, it's always the same cave, but it has certain parts blocked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're short, as you mentioned, uh, other than the end where you have like one kind of longer dungeon. Um, but they're really short, they're designed to be over really quickly, it's like... One or two, you know, rooms with combat out of four or five rooms total.
1: A couple of small little uh, hallways you can go down that will have treasure at the end of them. Maybe a trap. Rarely a trap. Yeah.
0: Really, really rarely a trap. Never a puzzle. Right. Um, That's the thing that bothers me about it. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're reusing it because I don't care that much. Like, it will just fade into wireframe. It's that it doesn't matter where I'm at. Mm Mm-hmm for things like it gives this whole it gives questing in this game this anonymous feeling where i very frequently forget why i'm why i'm at a place yeah until i get to the end of the dungeon mm-hmm. you it, know it, and it, then i'm like oh it's this guy
1: the overall effect is a little bit like um like a, like almost like proc gen but it is the exact opposite of proc gen <laughs> mm-hmm. the spaces are similarly anonymous right um yeah like w- w- what i wish was i i wish that they would have owned it and then just said, like, oh, here is this named cavern and design it with a sense of space and then just have different people in it at different times. Like, oh, they're 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 held up in the old, you know, yeah, everybody uh, meets g- there. Yeah. You, you know, just like oh, yeah. up, up a goblin tooth cove. OK, well, let's let's let, let's go check. Let's go check it out. And then like maybe have yeah. small little differences as opposed to pretending that these you know need as opposed to like pretending and expecting me to believe that these are different places you know i don't mind this kind of anonymous encounter because they're literally just spaces that you go go through to kill things but i wish that there was more stuff like you know the um big dungeon at the end of this that does have more of a sense of place
0: what it does to me is that it makes it feel like um there's no there's nothing there other than combat yeah it contributes to that so like well I'll go into a noble's house. I'll be in the noble's house dungeon. Yeah. And according to the reason why I'm there for the plot, there should not just be corpses about. Mhm. You know, but I can go into a side room and there's just a dead body on the floor and nobody comments on it. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. I may as well just be on a VR mission.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's like aggressively non-simulated.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh and that's that's a real bummer. Mm-hmm. You know, like these spaces make no sense. There are no bathrooms. Um like they're not there's no sense of space mm-hmm. for these things. There's like a visual mood. You look at the cave and the cave can look quite pretty, mm-hmm. you know, and like pretty cool looking. And there are all these little details and stuff you can see on the side, but they don't matter. Right. They're just part of the wall. And it's all just, uh, the shape of the funnel that is sending you down a combat sleeve. Yeah. Um, and that's what bums me out about it. Like I wanted like puzzles. I want this noble's house to have secret doors behind bookcases. hmm you know i want to run into the butler you know of this <laughs> thing i want to use a dumbwaiter to get to a different floor like i want all of these like incident that is dungeoneering that is not simply waves of necromancers yeah you know like here's a bunch of slavers and this one this time there's a slaver maid so i have to prioritize mm-hmm. that one yeah um
1: i i I've, I've found myself you know wanting the level of you know, simulation and interactivity and variety that one would find in an oblivion or Skyrim dungeon.
0: Yes. Yeah. Which are not, you know, really, really intensely simulationist Mm -hmm. kind of video games, Uh, but but they do have that sense of them. Like there are people sitting around a fire (laughs) eating roasted rats (laughs) and you can interrupt them. Mm -hmm. Like you can ambush them. Yeah. Um, Not so in this game. Nope. Um, The other thing it does, and this is a Gary Butterfield, like pet peeve from the old school. Uh, but it's it's worth noting is that this game has that kind of this thing that I can't think of another word for it other than cowardice, but like where they need to have and it is. It's cowardly on go behalf ahead, of the go, developers.
3: Go for it. Go for it. Um. Uh,
0: It's it's they're cowards that encounters have to happen on their terms. So it does not if I know I am going into a house to kill some slavers. Mm-hmm. I see the slavers before they kill. See me. I can't attack them. I can't do it until I walk up and get the cutscene and then all my combat skills come to life. Yeah. Like, why can I not shoot a fireball from across the room at these people who are having a meeting? Mm-hmm. It can, makes no fucking sense. Can, and like can
1: I get can I get the upper hand on them? Does this always have to start with a perfunctory a perfunctory incantation of the wait a minute, it's them. What are you doing here? Uh, uh I'll summon some know. skeletons. Yeah.
0: Like, why are these all fair fights when the <laughs> when the player could be doing something to stack the deck? Mm-hmm you know and that's something that uh western rpgs have gotten increasingly bad about right like if you look at like pillars of eternity pillars of eternity is the same way yeah you have to everyone has to say their say their little piece before you can fight them it reminds me of in like gta games how like you know oh like i know this guy's my target and he's going to go down this route but if i put up a a barrier here it'll despawn the cars
1: yes because a cutscene will be between you and when he drives down that yeah
0: Yeah. And we want to make sure that we get this little chase thing that we think is so fucking cool, Mm -hmm. you know, that it doesn't matter that you've tried to think your way out of the problem here. It's not even for cinematics, really. Like a lot of times it is just like, oh, they're here. Stop them. They're in league (laughs) with the Templars. And it's like, I don't, why, the idea of me not having access to a fireball until the game says I can Mm -hmm. is just feel, it feels very cowardly. (laughs) Uh, Everything has to be this fair fight. They're not very complicated. It's not like you'd ruin the balance of them. Right. I I just don't get it. I don't understand what the idea is behind that. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, and make that part of the, you know, make it part of the calculation okay am i going to miss content are these people who would have helped me if i didn't start with a fireball at this yeah (laughs) you know like there are trade-offs to this that could be brought in for interesting for interesting play, but they enforced... destroy some
0: treasure that's around the corner, yeah, like they, they you know they have a treasure chest that's like behind them but you can't quite yeah. see. If you throw a fireball in there, it blows that up, and then, like you get worse loot,
1: yeah, oh shit. They had a hostage that I didn't see. Well, that was terrible totally. or they were going to defect what did you do like the, like the, uh, some of those are gotchas but it is something to take into consideration for like how much of a loose cannon you want to be in a given in a given situation if they were not strictly enforcing the rhythm which is omnipresent in these which is walk into new space approach perfunctory conversation well attack and then lose. yeah
0: <laughs> it's it's a it's very uh it's really annoying to me it's something that like eventually we will do a divinity original sin game and it's the exact opposite no of that and like once that's like it requires a little bit more buy-in but once you can kind of get into that it's really freeing yeah because you start looking at the world like uh, like you're solving a problem rather than pressing w on the keyboard until more fight happens Mm -hmm. you know um that is that is a really big bummer to me so like we're going to, we're not going to, it would be insane for us to talk about the encounters in this game. Yes. <laughs> like we're going to talk about some of the bosses, but yeah, Christ almighty, is there not that big a difference between this type of bandit and this other type of bandit? <laughs> um, you know, there aren't like appreciably different builds or basically majors and fighters and archers, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, but uh, it's worth talking about it here just so we can scoop past that. But know mm-hmm. that like a huge part of this game is like really simple, uh, you know, dead simple. Uh, encounters that you cannot trigger on your own. You have very little control over how to instigate. Um, You cannot buff in advance of them. Uh, You cannot do anything that is tactical. You just let the waves wash over you. Yes.
1: And as we talk about the individual parts of this game, it's going to be more kind of talking about the short stories that you embark on in these quests. um, and The decisions that you make um, within them, including conversation.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you for segueing me out of the uh, the combat piece. It just it feels like so much of what we we do in the game, though. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: No. No. It's worth like, talking. I'm glad we spent the time on it that we did.
0: Yeah, because it, it's it's just it's the lion's share of this game. This has a mm-hmm. JRPG's combat proportions, <laughs> like in terms of just individual slimes you fight. Yeah. It's like a Dragon Quest. Yeah. Um, but Leah, let's talk about conversation.
1: Yeah, uh, you do spend a good amount of time uh, in conversation in this game. You're gonna be investigating, you're gonna be trying to resolve situations. Uh there are not as many times where you can talk your way out of combat, um, which is which is a bummer, but at, at the very least, I had one you can <laughs> so. you can you can get in on your on on your terms, maybe. Um, unlike Dragon Age Origins, Hawk, your main character is fully voiced. Um, and you select your conversational options using a wheel, like in Mass Effect. So instead of seeing the full line written out that you're selecting, you're more um, selecting just like a small little summary of what's going to happen here with all of the pitfalls that that entails.
0: Yes, uh, which is something we talked about before. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can also uh, ask about specific topics. So if there are mm-hmm. questions you would ask before responding, they'll be on the left side of the wheel, as well as some special Uh, indicators yeah Um, so if you want to invoke one of your companions if you want to invoke your reputation yes uh, you have things or if you want to start a romance (laughs) uh, with a companion there's a little heart thing just so you know exactly when you're doing it yes um as opposed to mass effect where it's you know renegade and paragon Mm -hmm. uh here we have diplomatic uh humorous or aggressive the first one you do in the game indicates your personality (laughs) right For the game, so that is a weird character creation choice that you don't know that you're making. Mm -hmm. But I got stuck with like snarky Q clipping beard for like the entire game, Uh, (laughs) whose chin sticks out of his beard at a weird angle and Mm -hmm. is constantly saying like, "Well, there are a lot of people who try to kill us," Uh, just on (laughs) in response to everything.
1: I went. uh, I I went. I I do have
0: that effect on people.
1: (laughs) Oh, so so you went. You went male shepherd. I went uh, aggressive female shepherd
0: yeah i i was oh, last shepherd, time i was hawk, hawk, yeah block. no it's a different yeah different kind of a. uh <laughs> last time i was a a, a diplomatic lady gotcha hawk. yeah uh now i am a humorous male hawk mm-hmm. uh and you know there's there's uh not a lot of jokes that are landing super well for me yeah. some you know it's not all embarrassing but mm-hmm. it's not super it's not like laugh out loud or anything either
1: yeah um the 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 choice of disposition um again it's mostly cosmetic i wish that it mattered a little bit more uh obviously what i would want is something like alpha protocol um Mm -hmm. where you could strategically work against type just to get somebody's goat uh to you know to get them to um uh act out of character for themselves stuff like that. Uh, here, it is mostly cosmetic. Uh, it will sometimes get you a different uh, outcome, a different reputation. Sometimes a response will be like, oh, you know, speak, speak to me with respect. Uh, a lot of the time, though, uh, your choice here just impacts the way that your companions react to you.
0: Yes, yeah. And that's where kind of the tiny little bit of Alpha Protocol DNA is there. Um, one little bit, too, that I noticed about the humorous, section oh yeah is for some reason the humorous angle is also the i'll do it but i'll do it for money that's weird you know <laughs> well and like, so, ag- like ag-
1: aggressive isn't always like let's get to the point aggressive comes down to like i don't care if you live or die and diplomatic yeah. isn't always like i'm going to try and keep things on an even keel diplomatic is like like touchy-feely like checking yes. out on people's feelings and things the
0: like the symbol as a dove <laughs> Right. it it's weird. Like, you know, we we talked about these dialogue wheels before. This is not the worst one by any means. Like, Fallout 4 is hanging around just like... You know, where it's like, yes, sarcastic, yes, no, and please say the same thing again in a different way. You know, or your your answers for everything. But it is, uh, this is, you know, and a lot of stuff has been written about this, but this the wheel approach to conversations is pretty problematic Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you're going to get, right? Like, you know, you might want to be aggressive and the way you want to be aggressive is to threaten somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, I would like to fight you and the game just doesn't do it. Right. You know, having more control and more granular, you know, having a dialogue tree, I think, is almost always better yeah. uh, in terms of uh, giving you a wider variety of approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so as we mentioned, uh, you have a relationship system with your companions in this um, instead of just like a like meter. Uh, like in Dragon Age Origins, it is a meter that goes uh, from one side, friendship, to the other side, rivalry. Mm-hmm. Because the story is told in the past, all these people canonically stuck with you. Yeah, um, You're not going to have somebody leave you. It's just whether they stay with you and they are buddies with you or they grudgingly respect you.
1: Yeah. They will um, leave you at the end in certain instances. There are certain yes. characters who will who will who will ditch you, but they're gonna stick with you the majority of the time. Unlike in Dragon Age Origins, where, you know, if you uh piss off uh somebody, then your weird little thief, uh your 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 weird little elven assassin will uh will you know will will, will ditch you at a moment's notice in a random encounter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's more, you know, departures are more story driven. Um, and like them increasing their rivalry with you is, you know, less like, oh, I hate you. It's more like, okay, I'll still work with you because I think what we're doing is important, but I really don't agree with the way that you do this.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: the canonical reason, um, the way that by the reason why Bioware did this is they wanted you to play in a consistent way rather than mid max. So their kind of thinking was if you played with a consistent perspective, Mm -hmm. um, you would piss off some people and make other people like you yeah um that gets kind of thrown out with the humorous middle angle (laughs) where i've been riding the throttle on avaline uh, basically for the entire game she does not appreciate Uh, that (laughs) <laughs> she she appreciates parts of it yeah. you know she appreciates and unappreciates in equal measures like uh-huh. i was trying to get her up uh to rivalry because uh-huh. i was like i'm gonna be a near to well but i also don't want to be a monster and she right. just likes that too much uh-huh. and then every once in a while i'll go to her office and say ask how she's doing and then afterwards i'll we'll be like evelyn friendship plus 10 like, fuck man God
1: damn it
0: <laughs> you know like uh i was talking to fenris and i'm like yeah we can go hunt down the slavers That that killed you, and it's like you know, friendship plus ten. I'm like, you're supposed to fucking hate me because I'm a mage liberationist. Uh huh. Uh, How come I can't max out any of these meters? Like, I am, I am being you know, the humorous section of this is a filthy centrist (laughs) section of this. Like, you're basically The Daily Show with Jon Stewart if you want to play in the middle. You're kind of
1: a kind of a people pleaser. Like, if uh, oftentimes if you choose the humorous one, you're not getting big swings uh yeah left or right and it's not just the disposition that the that affects what you what you do uh you know like just the 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 swings that you get here uh also the kind of the what you agree to there are certain characters who you know just really don't like if you waste time like catering to everybody who asks you ask you for help right yeah uh you know there are people you know who like yeah, you know, there's there, there's a there's a character here who really really likes dangerous magic.
2: <laughs> like, it yeah. does
1: doesn't quite understand what she's playing with, and if you don't indulge that and let her play with fire at literally every turn, then she will accrue rivalry with you. Um, yeah, you know stuff like um, that. So rivalry, good. Like it, it, yeah. it, it is multi dimensional in a in a pretty satisfying way that matches these characters. So I really enjoy.
0: I was, I was mentioning um, the rivalry and friendship also are tied to stat. Bonuses. Yes. The way that these sliders work is if you get them to 50% either direction, you can then open up a uh, a boon, mm-hmm. uh, a skill tree option for that character that will also affect Hawk, usually.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then if you get them to 100% either direction, they lock. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's why, uh, you know, so you, once you get all the way, you cannot go back. Mm-hmm. Um, here, um, there are gifts again, um, as opposed to it being like Dragon Age origin, where you just fill up Sten with paintings and tell, like he likes you because <laughs> um, that game has a bad view of human relationships. Um, in this one, there are very rare gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still do that and give people gifts, but usually it tends to tie into their side quest. Yeah. Um, or it calcifies. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they already feel about you. So, like, if you give a gift to somebody who likes you, they might take that in good faith. But if they're a rivalry with you, they'll think you're making fun of them, mm-hmm. and will push them further along in that space. Nice. Um, they're incredibly rare, though, yeah. so it's not a very big part of the system. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I lost the point we were, where we were at in the notes, uh, so I'll free I'll, I'll freestyle this here. Uh, you do have romances. My
0: name and... is Colin. And... <laughs> yeah. Um...
1: You, 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 you do have romances here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm most of the way toward a relationship with Isabella because I haven't pursued that before. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's it, it's there for you. Again, it's closer to Mass Effect than it is to anything else. And that is just, you know, special side quests that you get that end up being cutscenes that you get when you talk to them. Uh, there yeah. are actual companion side quests uh in a way that is really enjoyable you do end up kind of doing what amounts to like a, a, a tv episode's worth of focus on a particular character which is like a fun mm-hmm. bioware thing that is a good mm-hmm. rhythm for um getting to know these people which is nice
0: yeah um and the way that there is no obfuscation about romance like it feels like you know, in Dragon Age Origins, it was very intentional that they would have romances the way that they did. Mm-hmm. This is the on their con, you know con, continuity towards like just knowing this is going to be a major thing that people play the games for. Yeah, um, it's literally just a little heart symbol. Like mm-hmm. you're talking to somebody, and it's like, do you want to start the romance? Mm-hmm. Do the heart thing. Yeah. And the 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 thing you'll say will just be like, hey, you doing okay? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> just like, but you say it in a sex, you know, in a, in a love way. Yeah. In a relationship yeah. manner or something. You know, or it can and be then, like
1: um, uh, with with the lady hawk and Fenris. You know, Fenris has these lyrium tat- magic tattoos that are really valuable and people are trying to get them and rip them out of them. And it's like, ah, yes, they'll come and pull them out of my body. And one of the responses is, uh, the, the, the room response is responses. That's a shame. It's a nice body. Like dog, <laughs> I just met you. And we're talking about people ripping <laughs> your crazy? skin off.
0: Illyrium skin. Call me. Maybe. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. It's, it's real. The, the way that I had it, cause I had this rivalry with Fenris. Uh-huh. It was just to check in on his feelings. Uh, uh-huh. you know, if I wanted to, to beat it, have a relationship with Fenris. I think I am avoiding relationships in this uh this yeah, yeah. Go I think the first time I played it I had a relationship with Isabella as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is who is something for daddy. <laughs> um this this uh this playthrough I feel bad about it. I missed Isabella. Oh. Huh. You can miss her. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I can go back and get her now, but it's just I didn't spend enough time in that tavern.
1: I know you can I believe you can recruit her in uh chapter 2. I think that there's okay. uh, you you miss out on a quest if you do
0: okay yeah i missed that so i'll have to go back i just i was little eyes on the prize with the questing i didn't spend a lot of time just Dep- fussing around in the cavern Dep- depend- tavern,
1: depending on what kind of rogue you are she might be, she might be redundant i don't i don't know if oh you're... she's totally redundant yeah yeah,
0: yeah I, have, I have no place for her for her in my build two warriors a mage and my guy mm-hmm. Um, but it's, a you know, I, as far as story content, I'm missing yeah. her, but I, I had her in my first go round.
1: It's a bummer, right? Like it's, it's almost like a classic bioware thing where I really like this character. I like Meryl quite a bit. Like she's mm-hmm. a good character, charming, lots of dimension to her. Uh, her role in the party is exactly my character's role. There's nothing yep. for her to do <laughs> that I can't also do. So, uh, I'm just not spending any time with her in my group.
0: going to throw a, uh, a quick, you know, just Omni bump on Divinity Original Sin two. Whenever you meet a companion, they say like, "You yeah, know, I'm mostly like I am good with a sword, but I also dabbled in, you know, yeah. in the dark arts or whatever." <laughs> and you could, you just respect them into whatever class you need for the party so oh, you can have their personality. That's good. Um, yeah, it's a really good way of doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So uh, let's talk about the uh, the kind of world scope of this and how quests work in this. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, um, so this is not a gigantic game, um, mm-hmm. specifically in scope, whereas Dragon Age Origins had you going all around, uh, I about that Christendom, that doesn't make any sense, Andrastedom, I don't know, um, going all around a continent and to these different kingdoms and stuff like that and spending, you know, a third of the game in these long quest chains, uh, this is small. It takes place entirely in one city um Mm -hmm. and it's kind of surrounding wilderness areas uh one way that it does expand in scope is that it does take place over the course of 10 years
0: Mm -hmm. um this is neat um you can kind of feel you know this was a big thing about you know you had baldur's gate one which is all throughout the countryside baldur's gate two which was mostly in a city Mm -hmm. then we had dragon age one which is all throughout the countryside dragon age two which is mostly in a city Mm -hmm. um this reduced scale not only does it Kind of mirror that. But the idea behind this was this was supposed to be uh, one massive origin. Mm -hmm. for this character hawk um the hero kirkwall was originally intended to be what dragon age 3 was about it's just people didn't like this game very much right so they they ditched out of that and this ends up being a side story Mm -hmm. you know but the idea being like this is just one person's life let's do that microcosm is super cool Mm -hmm. um you know you are not in this uh you know this game fighting a blight or anything you are you know becoming a major figure in the city Um, the city itself is at the whim of larger forces and, you know, there, there are reads of this where like the city is the villain. Yeah. You know, like the, the writer of this game says there's no antagonist. It's just the circumstances, Mm -hmm. you know, this is supposed to be small characters doing their best, but fucking up.
1: Right. Um, boy, is there a lot of fucking up. That is the thing that I love about this.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) just uh
1: like it's it's really you know you can talk about like moral ambiguity and gray areas or whatever um man things do not turn out the way that you want ever and i love that a lot and i love basically the read on this where your characters are the villains actually in given that everybody in your party is just like one step away from being a fucking super villain (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah you have a lot of proto super villains in your on yeah. your team
1: it's really good uh, you know and yeah. super
0: villain sidekicks oh yes um yeah th- that that part is great mm-hmm. um you know there's a little bit of uh you know to make everything you know be a screw up mm-hmm. there they end up doing some like weird centrism tricks
1: yeah in no. this
0: where it's like they don't want to have you to have an opinion on freedom versus security. Mm-hmm. They want to balance every single argument for freedom with an equal contrived situation that argues for security. Yeah. And at the end of a quest, when you choose freedom or security, it's always the wrong choice, mm-hmm. but in both directions.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, like the, it is something where like, I love that feeling of making decisions with incomplete information and having them come back to bite mm-hmm. me in the ass, like very much. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of one axis, of this that kind of bums me out yeah um it's not the end of the world like it's still really neat and the scope is better than dragon age origins which mm. felt very generic to me
1: yeah um
0: you know the scope of that this feels definitely more interesting
1: it's it's um, to, it's, it's like issue based or like like almost like political to a certain degree um mm-hmm. you know because you're choosing like which you know like which side of an oppression oppressor relationship to you know to to, to sympathize with And something that is interesting about it is, like, there's really no problem that you can solve. Like, no matter how sympathetic you are to mages um, and how brutal you think the Templar regime is, specifically, like, Kirkwall's particularly fucked up version of it, um, you know, uh, that can be true. But there's also just the reality that mages do get possessed and, like, any version of a society that involves mages needs to like kind of address that problem and just everybody has a fucked up version of the way they would approach that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I I get that. Like, I understand that's what they're doing. It just bums me out because it's like, I'm not trying to convince
1: you. I'm just, I'm just laying it out as like a thing that is cool about it.
0: I I think that's what they want. That's what they want to do is just like present this unwinnable problem, Mm -hmm. you know, and it feels a little bit uncomfortable to me when Like, it's not that interesting to me to think of a problem where, like, there are people who have this power who are going to get possessed, and the correct answer is to oppress the shit out of them. Oh
1: yeah, no.
0: You know that that aspect of this feels gross, and it was mm-hmm. a, it's a big problem I have with the ending, which we'll talk about the in ending. Next episode. Bits it
1: really badly.
0: <laughs> it's it's centrist trash. Mm-hmm. Like it it's it's you know both sides. You know perhaps both sides are wrong. Garbage. L-
1: literally, both sides turn into monsters,
0: into literal monsters. No mm-hmm. matter what you do and no matter what you say, they have to to get the plot across. Yeah. And like that's fine. You want to tell a story that happens after this, like cataclysm mm-hmm. or whatever this uh, this huge event. Um. But just the idea that like. No, yeah, like, the, the oppressors have a point. Uh, it mm-hmm. bums me out. Yep. You know, I'm not saying I need this to be, like, super progressive mm-hmm. in its politics, but it ends up not having a stance by just playing both sides of it the entire game. Yeah. Um, and, and in a way that feels very conspicuous to me, like, yeah. you know, oh, the, these Templars are assholes. Um, and then the very next mission is like, yeah, but these mages are blood mages and they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then these Templars are assholes and these mages are blood mages. And we just keep going back and forth yeah. between the two. It just, it's really keeping it balanced mm-hmm. uh, in a way that feels like, like, yes, that can be the story you're trying to tell. You know, like oh, there are no no right answers, but it feels queasy to me that the right answer is literally lock these people up and make them tranquil,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like make them slaves. Like these people should not be free. Yeah, you know, not because of anything they they choose to do, just because of something that who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like a bad X Men story.
3: Yeah,
0: you know, the, there's a reason why the mutant registration people are always wrong. You know, <laughs> and I wish that had been the tact this took. Mm-hmm. You know, make this a cool freedom fighting story. Like, that kind of shit feels great. Yeah. You know, look for another way. Like, the idea that it's, it is a failure of imagination that, like, demons are just inevitable mm-hmm. here. Nobody seems to, like, question it or really, like, look for another option.
1: It's always there in the margins. It's always there as, like, the possibility. And you are arguing against the really hard the really hard-headed version of like okay this is always going to happen like one of the more satisfying ways that this can work out is oh there's a mage who's being hunted but they're half elvish and you can send them out to the dalish who have like solved this problem with by having a society that is oriented differently you know yeah so like there are ways there are ways around it i think that like a lot of the goodwill that this gets uh for me and you know probably broadly is the fact that you are not trying to save the world in this Um, yeah and for a game as big as this and for as broad as sometimes its appeal can be especially with that you know centrism everybody has a point kind of thing the fact that ultimately at the end of this you are deciding you're deciding on the fates of relatively small amounts of people and not like the literal you know ground beneath our feet still existing yeah
0: yeah Yeah. whether there'll be dragons ravaging this countryside like the scale is something i can get down with yeah you know, I think it just spends, it's a little too balanced, Yeah. you know, which for some people is going to be a plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, Oh, I feel uncomfortable with this. If this like said that mages didn't deserve to be slaves, because mm-hmm. some people need to be locked up because they're weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are going to play this, who are going to be different from me in terms of, of that thinking, who are probably very happy that it's presents them both. Yeah. To me, it felt like a big cop out, especially at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, but the individual issues and the actual scale of it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um this game had a uh, pretty troubled and short development. Um you know, so these time jumps that you do, these 10 years that have passed do not really change that much visually. Mhm. Um, characters but there don't are things age. that will pop up. <laughs> yeah. Characters do not age. Like you, uh, you're dragon ageless. <laughs> um, but, uh, there are choices, uh, relationships will evolve. There will be cascading effects
3: mm-hmm.
0: from certain choices. Um, some of them are cosmetic. Some of them are just like, you know, personality. Like this person becomes more established in the city, you know, uh, Fenris, by the third act, like has a running poker game in his, in his mansion, mm-hmm. you know, like the characters just kind of become more comfortable and start living in their skin.
1: Yeah yeah so uh we talked about that development uh that's kind of one of the main parts of this you know you cannot Mm -hmm. talk about dragon age 2 and people's common complaints about it without addressing uh the way that it came to be um especially compared to the rest of the series and the rest of what uh bioware had done up to this point um dragon age origins the game prior to this uh had a famously long development cycle it started development in 2002 um, which is ridiculous to me. Um, and mm-hmm. it ended development on its release in late 2009. So, uh, seven years, I think 18 months of that was pre production, uh, getting yeah. everything uh, set up, <laughs> um, getting get, get every, everything set up for success uh, as they went along. Seven years is a very, very long time, uh, even for games. And it resulted in a game that was praised for its scope, um, often mm-hmm. rightly so yeah like that's a good game
0: yeah Dragon Age Origins is good again Mm -hmm. I like this game better than I like Dragon Age Origins but um it it is a good game um this you know this huge success meant that their publisher EA wanted a sequel Mm -hmm. uh by where Edmonton Edmonton, uh very quickly they only gave them 14 to 16 months to turn out a sequel Mm -hmm. EA being the villain of video games (laughs) you know like you know you know, if, common uh consumer revolt shit but like boy that sucks
1: yeah and like it sucks because like ea like any of these publishers goes through like uh, occasionally there will just be a couple of years where everything they do like knocks it out of the fucking park you know yeah. like and this right here was in the middle of a very good period for ea having put out things like dead space having put out things like mm-hmm. mass effect 2 specifically uh dragon age um i you know i really looked forward to this but this was part of a big villain turn the ea has not really pulled out from um in that decade or this one <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there were a couple oh. of ways that they sped things up one of the pr- primary ones being um taking an existing project dragon age exodus which was intended to be a spinoff game you know telling the story of these refugees these people who left ferelden uh for less green less blighted uh uh, uh climes um and they took that project and they turned it into this full-blown sequel delaying plans for what would eventually become dragon age inquisition which was kind of the next step that they had in mind
0: yeah the next big one yeah um bioware wanted to respond to the criticism uh, that origin received, which made this, uh, streamlined, uh, you know, in terms of mechanics and made the combat faster and more responsive and action. Yes. Um, and the way they did this, uh, they looked to their experience with mass effect,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, specifically that tactical ring when you're playing on controllers, uh, that freezes times, uh, freezes time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they took, you know, dragon age origins, the least tactical or at least, uh, action mm-hmm. game they've done, you know, mass effect was more action. This mm-hmm. is more action than that. It's yep. a continuum. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that's a good, uh, kind of a good instance of, uh, uh of all of the studio's games kind of working toward a, 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 similar point, like the bad version of that is Ubisoft where every game is Far Cry, uh, here yeah. though, like the fact that you have these different, these different series learning from each other. I think that is a good, a good argument for this, for having studios yeah. that, uh, that work the way that Bioware did for the short amount of time. Um, it's a bummer that it ends
0: up at Inquisition to <laughs> me, like the the natural conclusion of this, which is like kind of a mix between the two. Yeah. Like Inquisition is slightly more tactical than this, but does it by copying like a lot of MMO stuff.
1: Yeah. Down to yeah. like quest design and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so because of the short production time here, um, they really had to limit the what they could portray, uh, like, we t- like we talked about, uh, reigned in the locales, the dungeons and the u- unique assets that could be created uh, that uh, resulted in the kind of, you know, Lego Playmobil <laughs> mix and match dungeons that we talked about earlier.
0: So the uh, uh, because Origins looked really outdated by the time this had been released, the team updated the engine to allow for a more advanced and distinctive art style. Um, this was not just because it was outdated. It meant that they wanted to have something that felt more unique. Yes. Um, was the idea. Um, they remodeled everything. They did not reuse any assets. Um, but uh, Dragon Age 2... Uh, also looks really dated and in a totally different way Mm -hmm. um the trailer for this with like the new metal music (laughs) and the way flemeth comes out with rock and tits i find really uniquely embarrassing (laughs) Um, and way more embarrassing than dragon age origins
1: that 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 fucking time from like 2009 to 2013 um Mm -hmm. the 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 latest part of the xbox 360 ps3 um generation like that particular aesthetic um, that like the, that trailer was probably just a little bit too early for it to be dubstep. Uh, but yeah. I imagine <laughs> if it was made <laughs> six months later, it w- they would have subbed out the new metal. Um, yeah. for, you know, just for, for something that would be, you know, just as dated but in a different way.
0: Dated my, to my a different jaw, I know I keep bringing this up. My my jaw <laughs> dropped at like, what's bring me something in a fuckable Flemeth. <laughs> I mean, so, because
2: mean, we, we keep on I, I had to this go name. back. <laughs>
0: I had to go back to Dragon Age Origins, like to watch the cutscenes. I was like, no, she was just a hag before, right? Yeah. And yeah. then I looked at it, it's like, oh yeah, she's an old woman. She's a witch of the woods. <laughs> and now she's like a horned sex goddess. Uh-huh. Like who like teaches young people. Like she like she basically makes gra- the graduates.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: she, she takes young Dennis Hoffman types and turns them into man. <laughs> You know, Dustin Hoffman types and turns them into men. Yeah. Like this is a body for bedrooms and it it's fucking weird. Uh-huh. Like I, I was just like, why horny this? Why horny A2? Why two by the way? Why horny this? <laughs> like, like why Flemeth, you weirdos? Uh-huh. Like I know she's a shapeshifter, but why do you want to make her a titty fuckable shape mm-hmm. You know?
1: It's, it's a it's strange. A, it's a very strange decision. She had a design. <laughs>
0: yeah she was just a lady yeah you know and then like you get Varric with his fucking chest hair out all the time and i'm just like man what is going on with the art design in this fucking game it's weird yeah
1: Um, so given all of these circumstances, uh, you know, the team didn't really have any have many illusions about what they were putting out. Uh they definitely knew what they wished this could have been. Uh they did not expect it to be as well received as Origins, but they uh didn't expect it to be to get the drumming that it did um mm-hmm. you know i think that it you, the, the the it came out to like a, like a b minus or whatever it was still a well-received game like this is the, like this got the this had the halo around it that any triple a bioware style release was going to get at the time yeah. and i think that like people's grumblings about it at the time have kind of turned into its legacy this was still a gigantic game
0: yeah yeah, and and it has its defenders. It's getting it's in the middle of a redemption that we're contributing to. Yep, you know I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, there are two uh, pieces of major narrative DLC, with, along with a host of like the Mage Pack and shit <laughs> like that. Um, we'll be covering the uh, narrative DLC in the third episode mm-hmm. of the series, um, and then this also has a direct sequel, Dragon Age Inquisition, came out in 2014. Uh, I really really disliked that game. Yeah, um, I got like about. 15 to 20 hours into it and i was like i i just hate playing this i don't want to do it yeah um you know that is a game about gathering herbs Mm -hmm. like you bend over to pick up elf fruit. that's the game
1: it has it has good companions i like the cast of characters in that one that that is fine it's not just the quest design that's a nightmare in that also the story is just bad Mm -hmm. like the the, i normally don't don't complain about endings like whatever fuck it uh but like the way that that one just kind of draws to a close <laughs> at what feels like it should be the end of the second act is very strange for a game that big um mm-hmm. yeah i have got a lot of problems with inquisition from
0: tip to toe it's uh, apparently the last major dlc for it basically ends the story okay uh for it Noah for Caldwell, gervais uh, gervais who is like a <laughs> youtube critic i like i love very much um does review like, loves these uh games and did reviews and once i realized i was like i'm not gonna finish inquisition yeah. um i watched his videos on them in the dlc and it does sound better uh than the main game but the main game itself i just boy uh that's a rough putt mm-hmm. to me um, it's 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 so funny. It's it's like it, it took like what does everyone love about obliv- Oblivion? Closing Oblivion gates. <laughs> Let's make that the main thing you fucking do. Yeah. Everyone hates closing Oblivion gates. Nobody <laughs> liked that shit, man. Like it's like it's it's the worst part of that game. And it's like mm-hmm. all you're doing is going up to portals and stopping them. Yep for the main plot of that ah, yeah and,
1: ah. it's, and it's how you like unlock different parts of the map and see different like resource markers and stuff like that so it's got the uh it's got the assassin's creed map problem too yeah yes
0: yeah, yeah. such <sighs> dog shit luckily we're not we're not talking about that no but... we're talking and about the, a better you know, game much <laughs> a, a, a much better game never say never but like i do mm-hmm. think that this is better
1: there are game. other we would do awakenings or origins first let
0: we'll yeah, Let's say yeah. that or both yeah before we did Inquisition, and honestly, we could just you know take a break from Modern Bioware for a little bit.
1: Yeah, we probably could like We'd, you, you know, know do like a yeah, Spiderweb, Neverwinter Nights, you know, Baldur's you know.
0: Gate. Yeah, <laughs> you know uh, uh, Jade Empire, and this. Like we've we've covered quite a bit of the gamut mm-hmm. of Bioware. I think that we could go back to Bethesda or do Spiderweb or yeah, yeah. you know a Divinity Original Sin or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we can. Tied to Numenera, like they're, yeah. they're, we don't, we're not stuck in here. No, nope. we're not trapped. People, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: don't think we're trapped, and we just have to eventually do Inquisition. Because no, the, the,
1: the, 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 <laughs> I the, don't want the doors. The doors unlocked. I would not. Yeah, the door.
0: The doors. <laughs> the, we don't have to. <laughs> um, no. um. So let's get into
1: it. Let's do it. Uh we open up with our uh with our framing device. All of this is being Mm -hmm. narrated. Uh it is an an interrogation. Uh we have a seeker for the chantry, the 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 church here, Cassandra, who is putting the screws to this uh to this fast talking dwarf named Varic. Uh she is looking for the champion. And she tells him to start at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Um and we're gonna get this framing uh kind of the beginning and end of acts uh, here. Varric is a major, ca- Varric and uh, Cassandra are major characters in Inquisition. Yes. Um, kind of starting this out. Um, so we start off with Hawk and, uh, either your sister or your brother, depending on your gender, fighting off her locks, which mm-hmm. are small orcs, right. uh, until eventually you get to an ogre fight, um, here, which is, you know, a big deal. This is your tutorial. You're learning how to pick up things. You're learning mm-hmm. about your cooldowns, Um, and basically you're on the run. You've been running from dark spawn for quite a while.
1: Yes. Uh, The the, Um, the kind of the idea here is that this is during the fifth blight, like the destruction of your hometown of Lotharing is a major event in Dragon Age Age Origins. Um, Mm -hmm. And this takes place during that. Yes. Uh, Um, But everything here is just a little bit too pat. Like you're all like you have way too many abilities for a tutorial. Everybody's just a little bit too quippy. Uh, you should not have been able to take out uh, enemies that strong. Cassandra immediately figures out that Varric is pulling a uh, War's gunslinger on him. On her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says, okay, you need to tell it like it really was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, And Varric <laughs> says like, all right, uh, I'll do this, but only because I know that uh, Hawk is the only person um, who can help us avert a war. Cassandra and Varric both know that Hawk is, you know, Uh, pretty important to keeping shit together
0: character yes yeah um so get our character creation and custom customization uh as i mentioned i made a guy with a beard and it in cutscenes, clips through his face fun it's very disappointing (laughs) um the uh and we get then we get a little motion comic uh that surmises uh what happened in dragon age
1: i love i love these things i wish more was done with this uh style
0: in the game they're cool you can also um so you can have your you can import your character your choices rather Mm -hmm. from dragon age origins you can't import your character obviously but you can import your choices right um basically learn that the blight erupted into ferelden the hordes marched through uh hawk the champion barely managed to escape their family
1: yes and we go into this quest here at the beginning of act one um, the destruction of Lothering, uh, starting a little bit before the introduction that Varric gave us there earlier, Hawk, um, and their family, they're arguing about what their next move will be once they leave. Um, it mm-hmm. is, it is Hawk. It is your sibling. And then it is your, uh, your mother, uh, who, who, uh, uh, used to have roots in Kirkwall. So I'm like, Oh, we have an estate. We were nobility there. We can go back. Um, mm-hmm. this is a problem because Kirkwall, uh, has a strong Templar presence and either your character or Bethany are a mage and, you know, you would be taking, basically throwing them to the wolves by going to Kirkwall. Yeah.
0: It's why you left Kirkwall. Initially, uh, your father yes. was, uh, was an mage. apostate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the apostate being a, a mage that's not controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the DLCs deals with that. Yep. Um, so we, we you know, we're now actually our level one characters, mm-hmm. uh, not the ones that Verrick was uh, spicing us up. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're walking, we come across ra- come across Aveline, uh, who is a guard who is fighting to save her husband, who is a Templar named Sir Wesley, uh, who is a huge beta. And uh,
1: <laughs> he made the beta <laughs> made, made the real beta move of getting infected and dying.
0: Yeah, I think that getting infected by the uh, the blight uh, is not very <laughs> alpha to me. No. Um, The, uh, just if I, you know, being honest, um, (laughs) I would have chosen not to do that um, as the simply not get the blight. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after you save them, uh, you have this kind of, uh, tension, you know, because he's a Templar, Mm -hmm. uh, you have a mage with you. Uh, but she says, you know, we can put this aside. Yes. You know, for now you don't have to do, you don't have to be a Templar all the time. Jesus Christ, Wesley. Uh, and you know, you proceed together. Uh, they join your party.
1: Yes. Um, Avalyn is a fighter uh she kind of comes out of the box as a specialist in sword and shield kind of a more defensive fighter uh than some yeah. of the other characters you're gonna get
0: we should talk about the characters when they get introduced like she's mm-hmm. a capital N NPC I mm-hmm. uh, hear uh Aveline's great yeah love her. i think I think Aveline is yeah she's really good like she's very really simple mm-hmm. she's just you know uh straight shooter yeah you know like just very uh you know good but lawful but i like the voice acting and i like you know, the idea of this widow who is like trying to keep it together through purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her companion quest where you have to teach her how to date. Yeah. Again is very sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like Aveline a lot. Mm-hmm. She
1: reminds me, and I know you have not played a lot of, um, a lot of Mass effect. She reminds me a little bit of Garrus, Um, mm. and so far as her role in the story, not, or not her role in the story, but like her role in Kirkwall, um, as like the leader of the guard, uh, puts her in situations where she has to kind of like choose between her reasonable side and like being enough of a loose cannon to get like to get results, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm a garnicle. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to eat
0: lunch um, here.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Avalyn's <Avelin, laughs> yeah. great. Uh, she ends up being in my, she I'm currently rolling with her as I go into chapter yeah. two. Yeah.
0: Same. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, but not, not a whole lot of complication. Like mm-hmm. we, we didn't really talk about it in generalities cause we're going to talk about them in specifics. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I'm with you. Like I am generally warm on this cast. Like I do. I like this cast. They're a little less like unique selling point than the game before this or after this, I think. Oh, so, you know, um, because we have like, there are more straight putts mm. in it. I feel like Evelyn is a really straight putt. I feel like Isabella is a really straight putt um you know anders and um meryl are complicated yeah fenris is feels like a D character i would have created when i was 13
1: <laughs> i'm glad you said it and not me
0: yeah <laughs> he's, like, just, I'm,
1: fenris is real yeah, he's, marty marty's marty stew kind of material we'll talk about it yeah him when we i'm having
0: <laughs> i'm having a hard time with them but i'm just choosing because i didn't choose them before right right but i, I think it's just kind of their does not have this like legendary kind of feeling mm, yeah. to him. Like, if I think about the cast of the first one, like Sten, the golem, more you know, Morgan, uh, or Morgan, mm-hmm. um, you know, those are like all very like kind of live large. And then I think yeah. about uh, Inquisition, and like the, again, there are weirder kind of characters. Like, this is missing a Sten or missing um, dog. or something like very kind of outlandish
1: this is more akin to a mass effect cast of characters than the the, than either of those would be yeah
0: i and and that was my experience with mass effect too where it's like there were just two characters who you start out with right at the bat were who were very plain yeah Yeah. you know like there's not it doesn't have that um that obsidian feel of like (laughs) you know here's a group of weirdos
1: yeah um uh, quite enough at, at the very least nobody here is as boring as ashley or uh K- Kaden are so
0: no 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 yeah. ashley and Caden are the absolute fucking worst. Just,
1: just why stick me with them at the beginning fuck yeah
0: like van and Pinello of fucking NPCs.
2: <laughs> um, you're,
1: you're gonna no. stay in the basement of that ship where you belong yeah Ashley, yeah. you bigot <laughs> yeah
0: So, but Aveline is, is good for what she is, Yes, uh, which is a genuinely decent character. Mm -hmm. Um, The ogre attacks, um, and we do the uh, boss fight, um, kind of a weird thing that's initially true in this game that ceases to be true is the importance of stuns. Yeah. Um, I was really expecting this to be about juggling more control uh, early on, and then it ceases to be as much about that because you can Mm -hmm. just kill enemies instead of doing that. Yes. the big difference here uh, in this boss fight is instead of uh, just winning, um, either your brother Carver or your sister Bethany uh, dies in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I got to keep Bethany. You got to keep Carver.
1: You got the better end of that deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bethany's fine. Like yeah. she's she's also bland. If she if she didn't have a plot thing that happened at the end of Act One, yeah. she would be the straight putt mage.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, Carver is extremely petulant and low-key... Just kind of constantly talks about like shipping you off to the Templar so he can stop worrying about you. He feels he he, he feels <laughs> He's like to
0: Abu Dhabi. <laughs> he
1: he feels like <laughs> just there, there's a real resentment that you as the mage and the family who needs to be catered to and protected, like you're dragging him down. Man, Carver mm, is kind yeah. of kind of a piece of shit. <laughs>
0: i I vaguely remember that from my first playthrough but i'm pretty sure i just made him live in the house yeah yeah you know and and just ignored him because i was like this guy's a prick
1: yeah carver Uh, mechanically ends up being kind of overwritten by the time you get uh fenris because they're both the the the, both of those characters out of the box are you know big two-handed weapon guys um Yeah. yeah so at the very least you can sequester him without losing too much
0: yeah no. Um, So, unfortunately, uh, she's dying. Yes. Uh-oh. Um, and then a dragon <laughs> comes by and attacks. Uh, mm-hmm. But the dragon turns into a, a incredibly fuckable. Just stacked. Woman.
1: Just brick house. I'm just, oh, just talking
0: about how they're, you know, it, it, totally something for daddy witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, very, very strange. And this is apparently a character we're supposed to know, uh, Flemeth the Witch of the Woods.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I mean we see apparently a character we're supposed to know. Are you, are you joking?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, just like, we know who Flemeth is, but they just, it's, we just should not look anything like Flemeth. And she just goes, Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Flemeth. <laughs> so, you know, that's how we know. It's yeah. like, I, I, cause my date elbowed me and said, that's Flemeth,
2: <laughs> you know, so, yeah.
0: like, that's how I do. Like, okay. it, it,
1: yeah. <laughs> very strange. People know her by, by reputation. Like, you know, there are uh, like presumably nursery rhymes about how she steals and eats kids. Right. Yes, um, And she's yeah. here to make a deal mm-hmm. <laughs> um, She was she was impressed that she saw us uh, uh, Take out an ogre She sees big things for Hawk She'll get us past the Horde In exchange, she wants us to do her a little favor Take this medallion to some Dalish elves That are near Kirkwall uh, Give it to the keeper Marathari uh, When you find her there yes. You basically make no guarantee that that's going to happen But she agrees to help you anyway
0: yeah she loves it if you're sarcastic yes if you choose the sarcastic thing she's just like absolutely delighted with you yeah. um also aveline's husband is dying uh he's infected spe- infected with the dark spawn corruption and there's nobody around to just quickly turn him into a Grey warden um, <laughs> nobody to, cure to, get, him.
1: To, to give him the, the the long dark sip yep, yep
0: the, the quick conscript uh, <laughs> the, the sip can strip conscript, conscript. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's there to sip conscriptum. Uh, so, uh, you can put him out of, uh, his misery here. And mm-hmm. this is uh sad for Aveline. We don't really know Aveline yet, so it doesn't have so much pathos, but yeah. they will play with, uh, you know, the cool one, the thing I like about Aveline is that she's a widow. Yes. You know, uh, like it's not about uh husband wife situation or anything. It's about moving on. Mm hmm.
1: So. yeah um there, there's a time later i don't have a note for this because there are there are an awful lot of like like quote-unquote companion quests that are just like hey you you know it's something in your journalist says go talk to this person because they have more to say like after mm-hmm. one of the time jumps here you can go and talk to her and you know you can ask like hey how are you getting along you, you know and you can ask like do you, do you blame me for what happened and she'll be honest and say yeah i did at first i didn't want to but i but but, but i did I don't know if that changes if you if you don't put him out of his misery, Um, Mm. but uh, but yeah, like that, like that, that is a cool line like that. And that is a that is kind of like a well-written characterization for her into your relationship, um, given what Mm -hmm.
0: happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you arrive in Kirkwall uh, because Flemeth uh, got you there um, onto a refugee ship. Yes. The voyage took two weeks, and you go to Kirkwall, the city of chains, mm-hmm. um, a big slaver city. Um, yeah. It used to be under the Tavender Imperium, um, and this is where slaves worked quarries. And we get to see some of those quarries later. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of them. It's one, min- of the, yeah, it's one of the quarries. It's one of the one of the four biomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it makes a big first impression. Like literally, the mages, the the, the maid circle here is in a place called the Gallows. Um, mm-hmm. you know and huge chains go into the city big foreboding fantasy city kind of stuff we arrive in the gallows yeah. like the gallows is uh is your um uh you know refugee processing and they're not taking people in uh the blight was this huge long-standing uh catastrophe and they're saying no uh they're just uh just no more room here unless you're connected unless you have business um mm-hmm. you know this order came down from knight commander meredith we don't meet her for a while but she's very important she is the leader of the templars here um you know the the, the templars and the chantry hold unofficial control over everything even though they do have like a viscount and an actual court
0: yes yeah um we talked to the guard uh, and we mentioned our noble uncle gamlin um <laughs> they're like oh i've heard of gamlin but you know he's not noble he's this this weasel you know he's this little shit uh you do have a shitty uncle in this if you like shitty uncles you like this game one
1: of the shittier uncles in games
0: specifically like we should put together like a polygon style like top 10 shitty uncles in games (laughs) and it's like link to the past and this
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i would have chosen not to die
0: Yeah, well, think guy, the guy, fucking had a set of stones. He mm-hmm. would have just gone and yeah, got killed. like, what did he get killed by?
1: <laughs> fucking mob. Like I can do it. That. I'm one.
0: Yeah, yeah like, I, like fucking a how, can I, how can the Goo Goo Gaga, ga-ga a baby do it? And you can't do it, Uncle uh-huh. It's Torsia. Man, your uncle is such a piece of garbage in that game. What do you? What does he do for a job? Oh
1: I live
3: in a wonder. Um, you're like one of
0: the only people who have like a house. they are like five people who have a house in that whole world, and you're yeah. one of them. Um, anyway, uh, so once uh, you say your connections will get you in, some other refugees start a fight. Like, hey, we've been here longer. What's up with this? Uh, you help the guard and put the fight down.
1: <laughs> I hate that you have um, to automatically side with the guards on that. Mm-hmm.
0: There's uh, there's no good um, three-way fights in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a part where, like, I came into a dungeon at one point uh, to save people from something. I can't remember what because they're really interchangeable. Yeah. And, uh I just fought the thing and the thing I was saving them from. Like they didn't team up with me against the dragons or the weird skeletons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no three way fights in this. Yeah. Enemies do not fight each other.
1: Yeah. Um, so so the message gets out for Gamlin. Uh, he waits, (laughs) he takes a sweet time, waits three days to come get us. Um, as we, I guess, sleep in corners or something like that. Uh, he's unsure (laughs) if he can get us in. It uh, turns out that we're not going to be living in the lap of luxury like we thought. The estate is gone. He sold it to settle debts. Uh, yes. He is
0: a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, absolute deadbeat. Deadbeat uncle. Your, yeah. your mom's shitty brother. Yeah. Um, he knows two people who can get you in here. Uh, a mercenary and a smuggler. Do you want to do... What, what, what type of character do you want to be mm-hmm. um, to pay the debt? Uh, but when you talk to them, they say that you have to work for them for a year yeah. to pay the debt. So basically, you have to be an indentured servant right uh for one year
1: so the choice here doesn't seem to affect too much it's more just like a flavor uh kind of deal like there are some quests later on that i do for the smuggler for a thenroll um but that seems to be about it like there's mm-hmm. a who's this uh uh m- you know merchant who you need to go and like shake down because he's holding out on a thenroll this uh the the thief uh so you can start the job i imagine if you do the uh if you do the mercenary one it's similar just go talk to somebody and get it get it resolved which one did you yeah
0: yeah um i also did the smuggler gotcha i was playing a rogue so i figured you know um it's just this is just a way to give you a checkered past
1: yeah no you know
0: they they want to uh tell you oh you wouldn't want people bringing up your history as a (laughs) smuggler or mercenary
1: right right um but yeah like you're here you have to uh, submit to a life of crime in order to get into the city and live in poverty uh yeah so, you, know, you you have to get your uh the, you have to do the rags part of the rags to riches story yes
0: yeah uh but you punch enough people to eventually get riches yes so. <laughs> and their riches uh riches covers all no um the way that this uh, first little smuggler quest works um you know you have to collect money from somebody who's across the room because mm-hmm. wrpg um the uh this you know this uh cavern guy that we talked to he's doing dirty business um he's buying refugees possessions at pennies on the dollar uh because they're desperate and then you just tell him like hey don't fucking do that i'll kill you
1: yeah uh, well, i have avalin say yeah. it like okay avalin has you know avalin has soldier face
0: so. mm-hmm. Rusting soldier face Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> Oh. oh um so then we get our first kind of flash forward of working off the debt. Um, while this is happening, Ferelden is saved by the Grey Warden, but Lothering is destroyed, and we decide to stay in Kirkwall. Right. Um, the other thing that happens here, the Act Two subplot, is that the Canari uh, arrive in Kirkwall,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, and the uh, you know they cannot they cannot leave um you know they don't have the resources to get them ships right uh to get out so they're kind of set up their own little town and then the mages begin clashing with it clashing with the templars
1: here yeah. tales all this time
0: <laughs> yes then We begin our uh, act one in earnest, right? Uh,
1: year two here in the city. Uh, mm-hmm. we start off with Hawk, and uh, for me, it was Carver, uh, kind of mm-hmm. walking through Hightown, um, arguing with this dwarf, uh, dwarf named Bertrand. He says, Hey, I've got no more room in this expedition that I'm doing down to the deep roads. Again, these. Uh, ancient dwarf tunnels that are full of treasure but also full of the, the the dark spawn this is like where the uh where the blight comes from uh he completely brushes us off just like hey uh, why are you wasting my time get the fuck out of here
0: mm-hmm. yeah um as this is happening a pickpocket takes our money uh runs off and then varic nails him to a a wall <laughs> uh-huh. with his crossbow yeah uh you that, know pins w- him bianca is the name of the crossbow that is the name of the crossbow yeah uh, it's weird to name it after a breath spray, but here we are. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, uh, this is Bertrand's brother mm-hmm. and Varric uh, kind of sizes you up, uh, and says like, no, you guys would definitely be assets. I'm going to help you get on the expedition. Right. Um, you know, we just have to raise some money.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if we can offer up 50 gold, uh, the way this, there are gold, silver, and copper, mm-hmm. uh, basically like $50, <laughs> uh, you know um then we can uh i think of like the coppers as pennies and the other ones as dimes mm-hmm. um then we can take uh we can be taken on as partners in the expedition and we get a split of the profits right
1: yeah um, so we've got to go raise yeah. money our first act here is k- kind of balder's gate 2, but kind of not it doesn't really matter how much money you get because you can just take out a loan that you pay yeah. off in a quest and later nothing
0: on. nothing <laughs> comes of, of that um you know, and also the amount of money that you have to get. Like, the economy mm-hmm. is very different Yes. than Baldur's Gate. Like, the economy in this game is super weird, mm-hmm. where you're, like, selling frayed ropes and torn trousers and shit <laughs> for dimes. <laughs> uh, crows. And then, like, yeah, like, just, like, a crow feather and shit. And then things just end up being uh, either, you know, money becomes really easy to come by and things cease being expensive mm-hmm. at a certain point after being very expensive for a long time. Yeah. And then it has that WRPG thing or RPG thing of like should I buy something or should I just wait until I find something better in a cavern?
3: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
0: Um we have leads on jobs to to raise money here. Yeah. Um I think this probably was inspired by Baldur's Gate 2.
3: Yeah. Both uh, the city
0: setting and this uh, Act 2. It would
1: be it would be hard to um think it never came up yeah 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 uh so just like a little note about structure here like i've got all of the um i've got all the main quests kind of like bunched up here and then i've got the secondary Mm -hmm. quest before we head to the deep roads nice um so let's do
0: yeah um, so we go back to our the the shanty that we live in, Gamblin's house in Lowtown, where this whole family lives, like Charlie Bucket, um, <laughs> and Gamblin and uh, your mom are arguing, right. um, you know, about this disinheritance, which is you guys have been arguing about this for years now at this point.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> Show me she the got papers. Dis- I told yeah. you I lost them in yeah. a poker accident. <laughs> um, the uh, the idea is uh, that you know she got your mom got disinherited because she married the mage or the apostate. Um, However, uh, your sibling has heard uh, Gamlin while drunk say that he sold the estate, to slavers. No less. Um, Yeah. Uh, And there's a key. So we can go check in, clear out the slavers and find the actual bill of sale Mm -hmm. to find out, uh, you'll find the will or what have you. To find out if we're actually entitled to any of this stuff (laughs)
1: there's there's a line here that uh is pretty funny and also is like like how sympathetic am i supposed to find am i supposed to find the hawks because obviously Mm -hmm. they got done dirty by Gamlin or whatever but there's a line that's where, where carver says you know the largest finest wine cellar in 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 all of kirkwall you know, being used for these people, you know, just you know, be, be, being filled by slavers. And it's like, yeah, probably shouldn't be filled by slavers, but also like, I don't know. There's a lot of people like, you know, just, you, you, you're living in poverty. Yeah. You're not going to see I'm not going to soften on that a little bit, buddy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the you, the way you come by wealth and take to it in this game mm-hmm. and then never look back even a little bit <laughs> is pretty bonkers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, so you really literally does temporarily, temporarily embarrassed millionaires. <laughs> that, that's
0: exactly what Yeah, exactly. Like you uh in this in this game, uh it being rich does literally change your brain <laughs> and make you worse. <laughs>
2: uh
0: and this So this is this is the Mansion Dungeon subset. Yeah. Uh, where you fight slavers. Uh, in the basement um they introduce the slaver mages um they have their most annoying thing to me is they're just like sphere of invincibility
2: yeah they put yeah. up
0: every once in a while like i don't seem the to do anything while moment. they have it on yeah <laughs> yeah they don't do anything yeah. they just attack like, somebody else for a moment yeah, please they're hoping that i get bored uh-huh like that's literally the tactic is like yeah. oh, i'm just gonna hang out and hopefully mm-hmm. you fight my other guys until you turn your back on yeah.
1: me i'll be bubbled up um, over here and hope you walk across my poison trap
0: yeah yeah um, until eventually you find the will and this, it turns out the gambling cheated. Yes. Um, you know, the, the state was not just left to him. It was actually left to your mom.
1: Yeah. So just further evidence that Gamlin's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So Gamblin fucking sucks. Yeah. We're going to go put this to the courts and it's going to wind its way through. Eventually justice will be served. No, we're just going to make mm-hmm. enough money to buy a better house.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so, uh, Evelyn uh, is another lead we have for jobs here. Mm -hmm. Um, She's been keeping an eye on you. Um, You know, she tells you like, hey, you shouldn't uh, hang out with that Bartrand. He's a real Dexter figure. (laughs) Um, But she wants you to help her with something outside of her official capacity as a guard. Right. Um, Uh, She heard about this ambush that's being set up by smugglers and she needs help breaking it up. mm -hmm.
1: So she brings you along and says, all right, let's go up to these mountains, taking us out into the wilderness for the first time here. Um, and we take out some bandits and it's not, it's not really a problem. Uh, Avalyn goes and expects to be praised for taking the initiative, right? For going and is actually chewed out. The captain, the guard is like, you know, you need to be where I tell you to be. Why are you sticking your nose into this? Obviously shady as fuck.
0: Yes. Uh, so, uh, she kind of takes a look at the schedule and sees that they have a lone guard, uh, walking into these planned ambushes. Yeah. Um the guard is holding information and valuable goods. Mm-hmm. Um so they're going to happen this is going to happen again with this guard named Donic uh, who shows up later. So she wants you to go save Donic. Donic is a good person.
1: Yeah. You so know? you go down to Lowtown uh, and you find him at the bad end of a conflict here. Uh, you save him, and you find out that the bag that he's is carrying is just a bunch of information about the viscount's accounts and affairs and things like that. The guard captain is working specifically to funnel information to the coterie, which is mm-hmm. this large criminal organization. Uh, that if you chose the smother, the <laughs> smother, my beloved smother, uh, no, uh, yeah. if, you, if you chose the smuggler path, you were working athwart them. Uh, these are bad yes. guys here in the city. And yeah. the, the, the guard bad captain, crime. Yes. The guard captain is on the take. Um, yes. Uh, and selling out basically all of the court. So
0: yeah. not good. And this puts Aveline, uh, when you expose the guard captain, this puts Aveline on the uh, road to get his job. Right. I'm here. One thing that I just want to note that I think is obnoxious, when you're in Lowtown or traveling anywhere at night, there are mm-hmm. random encounters. Yeah. Um, I'm on my way to a bunch of random encounters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's, it's a fucking speed bump and it's really annoying. Yep.
1: It's also funny when you go into any, any of those areas, one of your companions will say, ah, yes, at nighttime, violent people come out, but there's a lot of coin to be made in clearing them out. Like I know yeah. I've been playing this game yeah. for 15 hours now.
0: The, the, <laughs> the six dimes I'm going to get from killing this specific group of mercenaries is not that special to me.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, but what about a tattered undershirt, Gary?
0: <laughs> I would I would like to have a tattered undershirt. <laughs>
1: Uh, the next main quest here, um, Tranquility, uh, we get to this by having a little conversation with Varric. Um, we go and we talk with him in the Hanged Man pub. This is his um, kind of like headquarters, every NPC, instead of having a central uh, gathering place like your camp in Dragon Age Origins or like the Normandy uh, in Mass Effect, etc. Each of the characters, when they're not in your party, go hang out in their own little house uh, area. here. Mm-hmm. This is Varrick's. You go here, um, and he says that uh, even though Bartrand can get us through the deep roads once we're down there, he doesn't actually have a way to get in. Uh, And that's a pretty big deal when you're talking about running an expedition. You kind of got to get to the goods in order to get them and take them back and sell them for goods and services.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So the way we can do this is uh, the Grey Wardens have a map apparently. Mm-hmm. And the Grey Wardens are basically gone, but there's one of them who just came in from Ferelden who might be able to help us. Yes. Um, we find out they're working out of, as a healer out of a shop, uh, called a in Lowtown. Yeah. Uh, so we go and mm-hmm. go to the shop and find the Grey Warden Anders, um, who is a character from Dragon Age Awakening. He was, um, <laughs> very, very different here.
1: Anders used to be fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anders used to be pretty funny now he's like every once in a while we'll make a joke and there is a narrative reason behind this yes but he is a worse character he's been through uh, he,
1: he's been through some shit and i don't know maybe it maybe it's selfish of me to put my needs for levity in front of his drama uh
0: yeah yeah and his <laughs> possession
1: oh well, yeah there's that we're gonna see that yeah also he used yeah. to have a cat the story behind the cat is yeah. they wanted to have Sir Pounce a lot in this, um, but they didn't basically He's they ran couldn't out of time. Yeah, they couldn't spend time modeling him um and animating him and stuff. So they worked it into the into the backstory. The gray wardens took it away because they thought it was making him soft. Basically, <laughs> Anders is somebody who ran from the circle because he didn't like being held there. He ran from the wardens because it was uh too much control over him. Mm-hmm. Anders really just wants to be free up to and including being a vessel for a for a demon. So,
0: yes, or a good demon. Well, you know, um, in this case apparently. <laughs> um they they modeled a fucking cat in mortal shell. <laughs> they did. Like, you know, the, you guys could they could have done it. They yep. could have had Sir Pounce. Yeah. Um yeah, a bummer uh, mm-hmm. cuz I liked Sir Pounce.
3: He's good. Yeah.
0: Um Anders in this game is not nearly as good. Yeah. Uh he's really fucking infuriating at the end of the game, yep, um which we'll we'll talk about and it was my favorite he was my favorite character in awakening, oh
1: yeah, by a mile,
0: you know like pretty yeah pretty easily, like a real highlight yeah uh to that game mm-hmm. um yeah, uh so uh, you know, he says that he does have maps, uh but he wants a favor um he wants you to help his mage friend Carl escape the circle. Uh, which is becoming this horrible prison before Carl becomes tranquil. Yes. Uh, tranquil is like a weird kind of emotional lobotomy that uh, the mages, uh, the templars, can do to mages yeah. that turn them into like, oh yes, it's uh, a... it turns you into a moon <laughs> and then <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. a
1: it's yeah. a brand that they put on your forehead that completely cuts off your connection to the fade. Uh, the fate yes. being kind of this, not, not only the source of all of these uh, magical powers, but also things like emotions. Like everybody has a little bit of a, t- uh, a little touch of the shine. It's just that the mages mm-hmm. have a stronger connection. Uh, yeah. And this is a fate worse than death because you're fully aware, but you, you know, all of the color has been drained away.
0: It seems legit kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kept a... I don't know how twenty twenty it is that I was like looking at the sky and I was like, I can handle that. <laughs> can you imagine feeling no lows? <laughs> Incredible.
1: <laughs> I can't go on that ride for you, man. I just I wished you well. You find find your well, I was about to say find your bliss. Find your just um, cool find my calm peace. 70 degrees yep <laughs> no you
0: know wins. i just i'm not saying i would necessarily go into it i'm saying uh-huh. that i don't wouldn't want a button that did it <laughs> you know because because if i had like a break in case of break glass become tranquil button yeah like there are probably some points in which i'd it's, be like you know it's, what? A, fuck this. You know, it's a
1: comfort like, knowing the, the buttons there yeah yeah
0: <laughs> fuck the fade um you know it's, it's, i would like to just kind of like wander around and do chores and like get pats and bats
1: it's it's funny because like that that literally sounds indistinguishable from depression to me
0: well <laughs> so, but you don't feel it you don't feel oh, bad oh, that's, can you imagine not feeling bad what's
1: I d- okay depression is not a monolith there are different there are different manifestations of it for me the profound sense of emptiness is one of the things that really gets to me
0: so you're already <laughs> tranquil that's why it doesn't sound appealing to you <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, don't, see.
1: I don't think i'm tranquil gary
0: <laughs> yeah. well you know um damn those templars uh,
1: <laughs> damn it cole he yeah. was a good man uh, so
0: carl's already tranquil. Tranquil. Uh, whenever anybody runs into somebody who's tranquil, it always takes them a lot longer to figure it out than me. <laughs> it's very funny because tranquil tranquil mages are very obvious. Uh-huh. Like, oh yes, perhaps yes. this is the way. And, and then you're. you're Anders, wait, what, what's the matter friends. with you, Carl? <laughs> Car- Carl, yeah. Anders, my friend. What are you doing here, Carl? C- what's Carl. going on,
1: Carl? Used to be able to Let modulate to your voice. Modulate your voice <laughs> like old times, Carl.
0: <laughs> Carl, please <laughs> modulate your voice in the only way Carl could do. Um. <laughs> Carl, show me your range. (laughs) 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 That's a good song, Carl. Um, So, anyway, uh, the Templars show up. Right. uh, Carl sends them. And then they try to fight Anders. You fight them off.
1: Yeah um uh, anders a little bit of a wrinkle here not only is he a mage uh you, you expect that to be the case he actually explodes in this blue light and speaks in this huge booming voice talking about oh you're, you're you'll never take another mage again um mm-hmm. and you fight alongside him as you take out take out these templars just in the chantry
0: <laughs> no no,
1: yep. no uh reinforcements show up uh well no,
0: many reinforcements show up but just the set amount. out well yeah yeah um you, you fight you fight a bunch of Templars, but nothing, you know, nothing happens, an alarm is raised or whatever. Right, right. Um the uh and Carl uh for a second, you know, the fight attaches him to the fade for just one second, yeah. where he like asks to be killed rather than live as a tranquil. Right. Uh and uh yeah, you can you can grant this wish or not. Um of course, you know, duck feed pro euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Um outside uh Anders says like you know, he's not an abomination. Right. It's not a demon, uh, it's the spirit of justice, yeah. So that was was his like... friend that he bonded with uh in awakening. Mm-hmm. Justice was another one of the um companions, except it had taken the form of a dead uh great warden in that game.
1: right. um just kind of in this cosmology, like the creatures of the of of the fade are called shades. Oftentimes, like demons will take the form of aspects of like rage or desire, things like that. They also take the form of positive aspects as well. It's just rare that they tend to, uh, you know, they they don't tend to involve themselves in human affairs. Um, He has justice and justice really cannot um, cannot abide, cannot stand seeing what is happening to the mages. Um, yes as uh you know as the uh, you know kirkwall templars start doing more and more basically tranquilling people for no reason
0: yeah uh, and it makes sense like it, and it's it's kind of weird because there are like tons of rage demons and then like for these virtues that feels mm. like they're unique yeah uh here but that's kind of that's basically what happened uh to to anders mm-hmm. um you know this this happened he basically explains it like they've changed it's not like he can hear justice's voice he just knows it's changed him yeah like they're it's not, not two voices separate there. entities
1: anymore pretty much yeah
0: it's uh it's modulating mm-hmm. um him and he, he understands like he's aware enough to be like oh this you know maybe i'm no good mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to take me um but you do want to take him because he's plot important and then like also hey free mage yeah. um
3: uh, mechanically
0: boy. Anders, like skill tree is really good. Yes. If you're looking for a mage, um, mm-hmm. he shunts into either DPS or healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you want a good healer yeah. on your team and his healing skills are better than the, uh, out of the box healing skills He's one of the few, uh, characters that has the power to bring back enemies who fall in battle or, mm-hmm. uh, characters who fall in battle. Yeah.
1: Um, and boy, does he get the ability to haste people, which is, which is really useful. Yes.
0: Yeah. Haste out damages Fireball every single time. Mm-hmm. Every single edition.
1: Level three. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can bring Anders along. Uh, there's another mage we can get, uh, by going and fulfilling, uh, Booby Flemeth's, uh, one wish. Uh, we're going to take that, uh, take that amulet out to the Dalish Elves. Um, mm-hmm. Dalish Elves. So there's a distinction between Dalish Elves and City Elves dalish elves are um out in the wilderness they are tribal um in their kind of organization um the city mm-hmm. elves are oppressed just like everybody else they have to live in specific alienages uh kind yes. of an approximation uh, an idea would be like a ghetto uh just like a way to sequester uh this class that is disfavored uh here in human society Dalish elves, though, mm-hmm. they live out free under this keeper here who we're going to go talk to, Marith Uh She's been waiting for you. She also had a debt to Flemeth, so all of this is falling into place.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you know, the thing you have to do with the amulet is take it to this mountain and perform this Dalish ritual. This Danish funeral. Uh, Dalish, not Danish funeral. <laughs> like the kind I give every morning. Um <laughs> you're Yeah, <all> right, <laughs> um, at, at me. Um, and <laughs> Theri, uh, sends, sends her... That was good. I like that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I was a little unsure about it. Uh, send, sends her apprentice uh, Meryl along with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also just joins you forever. She's leaving the clan. Yes. Um, so this is our new uh, companion here. Um, I did not end up using Meryl either of my playthroughs mm. uh, of this because she just kind of didn't work yeah. in my team. And I don't like her special tree. Her I don't special... like her unique companion tree.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily that great. I like Meryl more as a character. So for people who have played Mass Effect games, Meryl is like a female Morden, um, the fast talking doctor kind of guy. Um, she is very awkward. Uh, she trips over mm-hmm. herself. She is not used to speaking to people and much less she is not used to like living in human society. So there's like, like this is some of the humor in this game that actually does work for me where like you, when she moves into the alien age, one of the first things that she says like, Oh, it's so exciting. I saw somebody get mugged earlier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like she doesn't have a concept that like that was a bad thing. Like it's just exciting and new to her.
0: There's kind of a babe pig in the city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'll do,
0: you know? Yeah. Um, and then like her being naive and adorkable about, uh, these eldritch powers at her command. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little underlining the theme, a little, little heavy yeah, a little here to make the innocent, you know, character, yeah. but, uh, you know, I still, uh, you know, I'm going to do her side shit and yeah. stuff because I think her story is interesting. I think that like on the Dragon Age 2 companion scale, she's one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. For uh, sure.
1: One of, and just a really good performance with her as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I stand Meryl. I stand the queen.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, we get up to, you fight undead on your way up to the summit. Um, uh, one of the big problems with this game is that there's really no mechanical difference between fighting undead and fighting people yep. or fighting spiders or fighting dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit sucks. Yes. Um, but you uh, get up to the top where there's an arcane horror, uh, horror, which you fight with, uh, his army of corpses, mm-hmm. uh, with it. So it's kind of this, uh, caster mm-hmm. elite
1: yeah. Stealths around, basically like effectively teleports across the uh, across the uh map. Very tough, mm-hmm. large HP pool. Um yep. Yeah. Uh Meryl, who earlier we established she's a blood mage, and that's one of the reasons why she is uh uh, uh leaving. <laughs> like she mm-hmm. doesn't want to ascend to the keepership if she's not gonna be able to practice this magic. Uh, you know that that is kind of her school of study. Blood magic is just considered to always be an abomination, even by you know like Anders. Every mage yeah. is like, no, you don't, you don't do that because that is you know it's kind of it like necromancy. You yeah, yeah, it's just not, it's not, 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 not the great thing to do. Uh, no. she performs this right at the altar, and boom, what do you have but a Flemeth copy? This was her yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You add water to to the flameth to get uh tang. Um boon tang. Uh because yeah. Uh but this was her whole idea to get in, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as insurance, um, and then also to get into the city, kind of like smuggle in. Yes. Um, she, you know, tells Hawk the world is on the precipice of chaos, uh, you know, and gives you a little bit of advice. Like when you get to the ledge, leap. Mm-hmm. You know pushed us off the edge um and she uh she has advice for meryl she says for you young one step carefully no path is darker than when your eyes are shut and then she turns into a dragon and flies off
1: pretty good advice for Merrill, actually
0: yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: um yeah oh. meryl is given a last opportunity to stay but she decides she wants to go and then uh she goes and lives in the alien edge yes um, and it's, it's, where she'll hang out it's real like
1: you're marching her there and like oh do i really have to live here it's a little bit like when you take yeah. your kid to like the like a like a state college and like yeah you have to live in the shitty dorm yeah there's no ac yeah it smells like feet good luck buddy mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's real cute when you visit her because she's always, uh, embarrassed about how well her house is cleaned up, uh-huh. even though it's, uh, identical to every other house. And also <laughs> just, you know, it's just like this little messy shack. Uh-huh. Like, it's very sweet.
1: Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll find you yeah. a relatively clean place to sit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um there is the black powder promise um where you meet a dwarf on the wounded coast i was very impressed by uh your fighting ability and he has heard uh the kunari make a powder that explodes and it's not lyrium Mm -hmm. uh so the dwarves can work with it um he wants to access this and make this more widely available basically you know tony Stark it yes produce it
1: yeah lyrium being this special material that is mined uh like a magical mm-hmm. or magical stone um it like it is explosive on contact uh Templars uh get addicted to it like they use it to gain magical powers in the short term in order to hunt mages um mm-hmm. ends up being you know a eh, kind of a cool plot device, but yeah. we have gunpowder, and we need mm-hmm. to go and get this. uh the Lear here, the era shock of the kunari. Uh, might give him access if he can deal with some canary outlaws importantly uh the air shock has not agreed to this when the dwarf says hey go and do this um he says he says hey go and clear out this you know clear out this camp of um tal vashoth these kind of apostate canary um and then we're going to go and say you know hey look what we did give us your give us your gunpowder please
0: yeah yeah, sure. Surely he would he would help if we do this service uh, for him. So you yeah. just go and do it because video game, yes. you know, clear out the Telvishoth. Um They're slightly tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, they have casters, but the casters can do the same thing all the casters can do. You know, fighting a group of undead is not that different than fighting a group of Telvishoth. Vashoth. Right in this um you go to the uh canary enclave on the docks and meet the merchant and have your first encounter with the Aeroshock, which will become a big part of act two yes um and the Aeroshock is like i'm not going to honor this deal there never was a deal mm-hmm. you know uh the dwarf like made up this task in order to prove his worth and yeah. that's pathetic
1: and, and not only that is trying to take credit for what you did
0: Yes. You know, like you, the dwarf was just a broker here. I see right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the character of the air shock. Yeah. Um, that's going to really come into its own in act two, which I think is the strongest act of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not talking about that until next week. No.
1: Um, boy, is it great that they get around the, I uh, will talk about it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk about the air shock, but he's good. But, uh, you know, you can insist that you get paid and he sends the, uh, the dwarf away empty handed.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and the dwarf like swears vengeance, which I don't think comes up, but might, because Maybe. a lot of times a character shows up and is like, "Remember me," and I'm like, "Certainly not, <laughs> like not, not in a million years." Yeah, actually, for, for, Sorry. for me,
1: it was Tuesday. You're going to be need to be way more specific.
0: <laughs> at, at one point, you can very specifically say like, "Who are you again?" Or "I'm supposed to know you?" <laughs> like you can start saying that. Uh, I just talk to quest markers. I don't actually talk to people in this game. You're not characters to me. Um, in the uh, the alien age, uh, when we're there, we see a Templar harassing this elven woman about her apostate mage son, uh, who is named uh, Fenriel. Um, and he's been having these nightmares of demons in the Fade. That is like the first step that you're going to get your get taken over. Yeah. Um, so she's convinced if he doesn't go in for training and uh, captivity, he's going to be a dead man.
1: Right. Um, and we have this Templar named Thrask, who is far more sympathetic than his peers. Uh, mm-hmm. he knows where Fenril is and, um, he actually knows that the boy's human father has returned to the city. So he, he may, um, have further leads as well. Like we need to go and get this kid scooped up because something terrible is going to happen. We don't want him to die by Templar, um, yeah. or take anybody out. And, you know, eh, you don't want to become a monster. So you can go and talk to this, uh, talk to this merchant, talk to Vincenzo, who uh, who plays dumb. For me, it was I, I just had an option to prove I was a mage, just by doing mm. a little prestidigitation, um, um, yeah, <laughs> to prove I wasn't a Templar. He says, "Oh, I've been working with this former Templar named Samson, uh, who now helps apostates to ease his conscience."
0: Yeah. I just had Bethany do that, do that. Yeah. Um, You know, so you return to Lowtown at night, uh, fighting your way past bandits to reach Samson. Uh, Samson is a lot less noble than he first appears. Um, He's sympathetic, you know, to mages that you don't want to live in uh, captivity, but he's also a lyrium addict Mm -hmm. who smuggles people in order to pay for his fix. Um, He sent Fenriel to work on a ship at the dockside, but things went wrong. We need to go check in on him. Right. Um, and of course, uh, we're at a dock house, uh, with some smugglers, uh, yeah. the dock biome introduced here and the dock house boy Biome, <laughs> um, Boyome? Um? Boy um. Hey, yeah, boy. Um. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> uh, we haven't been recording for that long, but as I get older, uh-huh. uh, there's like a force multiplier on the number of hours
1: uh-huh. where it just
0: feels like a long time.
1: Yeah. Like two hours. You know? Yeah. No, huh,
0: whatever. You know getting older <laughs> you know fucking boomer over in this shit
1: oh yeah uh but you fight some of these smugglers eventually you get to uh get to a mage who transforms into a bo- into, into an abomination and kills her assailants we need to put her, you know, put her down once you go full abomination you cannot be stopped
0: yes yeah um so uh we end up finding a note uh, from there's a little side quest here um, because you'll get letters back at your house um, you know, from this mage uh, to Thrask, saying uh, this needs to get to him, so you can right. do a little bit more. Um, where you can kind of look through this bill of sale and see that Fenrail was sold to a man named Danzig <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the- for city yeah um
1: i, I yeah. understand danzig is the name of a city probably a lot of people named danzig don't name anybody you, danzig in your fiction i don't think please. That there's a
0: lot of people named Danzig. <laughs> it's probably I, a <laughs>
1: surname
0: <laughs> maybe i just I, I feel like he should not have been named danzig probably uh, it's so easy
1: not to yeah. name your npc danzig
0: there are a lot of other names out there there's at least like six mother, um, mothers don't name your kids yeah. Danzig. <laughs> don't let your mother's 96 mother, mother's 93 don't let your children up to be danzig's <laughs> yes. um so danzig is a slaver um he's selling people to the Tavinder imperium and uh, this turns into a fight uh, you and i both play all these games as abolitionists yeah uh, i'm yeah. not about to abide uh slavery yep. which also plays into how i treat mages in this game uh-huh. as well uh yeah. call me crazy I don't think, think people should have their, you know, be slaves. Yeah. I think people should uh, get to do whatever
1: the, f- not, not whatever the fuck they want, but uh, yeah. you know, don't. Uh, yeah.
0: But what if a mage apostated your property? Cora?
1: <laughs> well, well, you know what? Everything I believe goes out the window. The second, my property comes into question. Yeah. So yeah. If your
0: property gets threatened by a mage, Ooh. I no longer have principles about human yeah. life. It just goes.
1: Yeah. And know? what about college campuses?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. exactly. What, ab- what about Joe Rogan? <laughs> um i one of the things i was thinking about uh i, I like miss being in a band okay. you know, quite a bit yeah. but i was thinking about how like even when i was in my late 20s and and touring all the bands were younger than me and now they'd be way worse <laughs> and now i'd relate to them even worse so there'd be all these like bands that were like the joe rogan hentai freight train and shit and i'd have to like <laughs> suss out if they were being ironic or whatever. <laughs> oh
1: god that's a boy and just, you don't want to make the wrong call on that conversation yeah
0: it's like when i when that barbershop opened up by my house it was called heritage and it was like mm. is this a black barbershop that's the game i always play uh-huh. but wait is this a racist barbershop <laughs> it's called heritage and it's
1: in portland so <laughs>
0: Yeah, what? Which? Wh- wh- why call your barbershop that? And it turns out there it's normal. But I what was it, I scoped uh, that place for a long time to see if any minorities were in there. Was it spelled like to he- he- he-
1: heritage? Like h a
0: h a i r? No.
1: Oh, so it wasn't even a pun. Weird. No, no, no
0: pun. It was just like you're among your own. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like I don't think. you owed idea. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. The great men of Western civilization died to give you this haircut. <laughs> like Um Yeah. Anywho.
1: Anyway. Uh
0: Danzig, he's gotta go.
1: oh <laughs> well, yeah, because of course he has to. Abolition yeah. all the way, man. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so after this fight, uh, we can talk to Fenril. He explains like, yeah, the Kirkwall Templars kind of confirming everything that we've heard. They put the brand, they put the tranquility brand on people for no reason. Um, he's a half elf. Um, he -hmm. wants to, he says, you know, I've got this third way here. I can go to the Dalish. Like they have figured out how to have magic users among them. Um, and you know deal with this problem without literally putting you under lock and key or taking away everything about you that is human. um mm-hmm. and if you have already done uh any of your quests here with uh Mara Theri, with uh with, with the Dalish, you can agree uh like you can yeah. say like okay, I can I you know tell her that I sent you, and they'll probably take you in even though you have human blood, like this you know, they'll understand the injustice that's happening here.
0: yes. Yeah. Um, so you go tell the mother, um, and she's like, Oh, like, you know, that's good. I They said they didn't want him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she can't give you any money. She gives you a ring that was in her family for generations. <laughs> um, there is a loot aspect of this game, like a randomized loot mm-hmm. um, and the uh, Varian style shuffling adjectives. Yes. Kind of thing. Like sometimes you'll get named loot and it'll be like, yo, know, Thorgaard's portable hammer or something. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at the actual bonuses that apply to it it's Mm -hmm. just the normal stats and then little like perks in yellow that are like you know three percent crit damage yeah yeah plus two percent fire damage so like we're dealing in the shitty small ball wrpg zone yeah with equipment it's pretty hard to get excited about things um Mm -hmm. there are set bonuses yep um that's cool Uh, hunting down the set but because you cannot do armor for your companions most of the treasure in this game is basically 60 cents yeah like you're picking up you know you're doing a whole mission you're getting a named ring for 60 cents Mm -hmm. um you know or a dollar 20 you know just just to to sell because you only have so many slots and you cannot give uh like helmets boots gambians uh, (laughs) and gloves (laughs) to your companions
1: yes shepherding wolves boy this had big you're going to recruit this person energy to me Mm -hmm. uh the kunari that you have here (laughs) nope so when you're walking around low town there's this chantry woman uh who is walking into obvious trouble with some street toughs. basically saying i'm gonna walk down this alley here Um, yeah if i get
0: robbed it's nobody's (laughs) fault but them
1: uh and when you save her it turns out that this was her ploy to find somebody who uh could who could help her and she makes a real big point of saying like oh you're in low town you're trash i can order around to do whatever you want this is sister patrice and she sucks
0: yeah 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 she's a real villain <laughs> yeah the, uh, she she uh she's garbage yeah a uh, big white queen energy yep uh to kind of how she manipulates you and stuff um she says she needs somebody smuggled out of the city it's a kunari mage uh, she named John. Uh One of the things with the Kunari is they don't uh, tend to have names. they they're just named tend after to have, their station. Yeah, they're named after their, their title. Um, and he's been bound in metal. The way they treat their mages, like their mouths are, are sewn shut. Mm-hmm. They have this collar on them. And you travel uh, through the undercity with this guy fighting spiders and some bandits who want him until you get outside. And we run into a bunch of Kunari mage hunters.
1: Just waiting um, they for want us. Him
0: yeah. Just waiting for it for you, and they want uh, a John back, and he also wants to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still loyal to the coon,
1: yeah. Like, it, it was like so, so. Sister Patrice, she just assumed that he would not want to live like in the culture where he grew up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, we're just gonna get him out, we're gonna get, get, get him out of here. No, he likes that structure.
0: Mm-hmm. Deal. Yeah, um and if you have uh the, I, I haven't tried this where if you don't have mages in your party but because you do have mages in your party the canari mage hunters uh will get aggro with you mm-hmm. um you know i killed them all uh and saved uh my boy Kerojan but he basically says like i would like to die yeah um you know and you can give him the ability to do that you can fight him on it but eventually Mm -hmm. i just said yeah man okay uh you know and he sets himself on fire the you know they say it's like going to sleep (laughs) it's the most peaceful way to kill yourself (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know what
1: i'm not going to double check you on that one
0: yeah uh and then you go back to sister patrice and now she's a villain
1: yeah yeah uh she was trying to like set up almost like this false flag kind of thing she wanted to create a situation that would force the chantry to move against the canary enclave basically mm-hmm. you know like just as <laughs> like if i sent you along and the canary killed somebody who was trying to smuggle a mage out well boom we've got pretext to move against the mages and against the canary um just like you're literally just fodder to us i wanted this to come to a head but she needs to be alive to be a thorn in our side later she gives us our money and leaves and you know swears that uh you know we're we are enemies now
0: (laughs) yeah i'll be seeing you later and this is foreshadowing for the end it's kind of false flags that cause people to fight each other Yeah. yeah yeah um we have a quest called enemies among us uh with this woman named matcha Ah uh, flagged you down because her brother has joined the Templars, but she's worried because she hasn't heard from him, and there are rumors about what uh, happens under Meredith's uh, command.
1: Yeah, they're talking um, about. Very funny that the
0: the big bad of this is called Meredith. <laughs> it's also the big bad of Fraser. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like yeah, yeah. Like the the only married, um, like yeah, I really, yeah. Just uh, the only I, I associate Meredith like there is a stage manager that I worked with when I was doing tech stuff at the like the local college branch uh theater department. So I hear Meredith, mm-hmm. I think of somebody who walks around with a uh with a clipboard all frazzled.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> funny to me. Get these mages
1: uh, backstage. We need we need to meet our cue. Get those gels up. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you go and uh, hunt down some of these new recruits, kind of these people who are in the same class uh, as Karen. Um, uh, who may know what's going on? If you go to the gallows, uh, Wilman's. Will- sorry, you're looking for somebody named Hugh. Um, and it's like, hey, do you have mm-hmm. any information here? Hugh is here, uh, talking with all these people. are a buzz about these missing recruits. Talking about this supposedly like really onerous new initiation right? kind of designed to like very aggressively weed out people who would not be um completely uh, uh completely loyal um Mm -hmm. completely loyal and subservient and uh they say uh one of our buddies Wilmid, again somebody in this class they got through this right but they're um they went out to the mountains to clear their head
0: yeah they're shaky yes um so we uh we head out to the mountains we find captain cullen holding holding wilmot at sword point um and because you know uh (laughs) This game, Wilmot turns into an abomination. And yeah. this is weird because he's a Templar. He's not a mage.
1: And mm-hmm. uh, he um, summons more demons in, and we do the mm-hmm. regular uh, abomination and shade
0: fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and afterwards, Colin uh, likes you. One of the things, man, I, I can't believe I'm just now mentioning it. How <clears> funny is it in this game when you do the cutscene conversation and everyone is just absolutely covered in gore? I love it. And it happens. <laughs> dozens and dozens of times in this game it's, it's so, so funny good. and because i'm i'm playing the the quippy uh-huh character like i walk like i'm just covered in blood i walk all my companions are covered in blood i walk up to <laughs> someone who's absolutely covered in blood and i'm like t anyone you know like constantly like, like hmm, i'd say he had a real headache uh i'm constantly doing this shit and it's just so weird like wipe your fucking face off <laughs> i can see it, it's in your eye uh-huh like man <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So you know, we kill all these demons, we walk up to Cullen and Cullen's like, hmm, the rumor about the initiation ritual is absurd. Uh-huh. And I just want to go to a men's room and like clean up first. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the recruits uh, are up to something else finds out and the reason he's investigating it they're all visiting uh, a prostitute at the blooming rose brothel right uh so we go talk to the woman up front she lets us look at the guest to see that Wilmot and karen both saw iduna the exotic wonder from the east (laughs) um which you say like oh that's a good name and she says well it's better than you know skankula from low town or you know (laughs) whatever. (laughs) kick yeah. <laughs> out what she says there, there, there there's
1: there, there's a fun beat i have no i've no i can't say how problematic it is i don't know but one of your first when you talk to the person at the front who can give you this information um you, her character model is designed to look kind of plain you know mm-hmm. it, it, it she's not designed like the rest of the you know the, the the sex workers in this place and like you can you can ask like do you do you work here you know and it kind mm-hmm. of comes across like oh wow someone who looks like you huh do people like and she like you insult her inadvertently yeah. but also very very inadvertently in a way that is blunt and gets a laugh just by being shocking Yeah, um, just by being
0: shitty yeah yeah um yeah uh when you go up and talk to iduna uh she mind controls you mm-hmm. she's a mage um, yeah, this is cool. Like she's like, you know, take out your your knife and draw it across your neck. Um, I got Bethany to break me out of this. If you're a mage, you can do it yourself. Nice. I'm sure you don't just die if you don't have a mage. Uh, but you can fight the magic or whatever. Yeah. And this causes her to immediately back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she says, "Listen, you know, it's not my fault. It was all uh, Toroni's fault. Uh, who has a sanctuary in Darktown and working for them is all their idea. Um, I've been sending Templars down there." Um, there's something, they're doing something where they're trying to recreate the old imperium yeah, where magic ruled,
1: right? Just by, you know, small ball killing a Templar recruit or two, um, well,
0: and turning them into abominations. Like well, they yes. also are trying to false flag. Like they, they want to send yeah. back these boy bombs.
1: Well, yeah. Cause you, cause you go, you go down there and you find, you know, like Taroni specifically, um you know is bragging saying like oh everybody talks about how mages can be possessed but one of the wonders of this blood magic that we're doing is we can put a demon in anybody
0: uh so you fight her um there's a lot of these little encounters like this that this is like not a boss right like it's weird we fight one boss during <laughs> this episode i feel like yeah like just at the end of the act like there's dragons and these powerful mages and stuff they do not have the cadence or feel like boss fights like they're very mini boss mm-hmm. uh feeling um So when we, uh, you know, we kill her, um, Karen wakes up, um, and depending on who you have with, uh, they can do a little test to see if he's possessed. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, you can choose not to trust him or not. Um, But when we send him back, um, the Templar, for me, the Templar was like, oh, we can't trust him. And I was like, this isn't fair. Mm -hmm. And then the Templar goes, oh, yes, we'll keep our enemies close. I'll be watching you, Dexter, Mm -hmm. and then takes him back in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, you go back talk to Colin. Colin's a, re- a returning character, either from Origins or Awakening. Like he's a he's a yes. transfer that happens like low key across this. If we don't mention it, um, it's because any character who they said okay, yeah, they can show up in Dragon Age Two. They were so minor that they didn't care about it.
0: <laughs> well, and I just I haven't played Origins and Awakening in forever. Uh, I don't remember the shit. Yes, I played a lot of video games since then.
1: Yeah. But you go, you you go to Colin. You can get into this uh, this argument with him, saying like, "Hey, you know, like these people were shitty, but what do you expect people to do when they have been systematically abused for their entire lives? You know, more and more of these mages are going to turn to blood magic. The 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 longer that they're oppressed like this." and you can go back and forth on this and this was hilarious uh because like the good result of this like the outcome is like oh well we just need to educate the mages better on the bad things that can happen if they break our rules <laughs> yeah
0: yep, yep. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah yeah bad. bad um you get back um you get a uh, a letter uh for acts of mercy mm-hmm. here um at gamlin's house from quote unquote, a friend asking you to meet him on the coast. Uh, that friend is Thrask, uh from Wayward Sun. I got to say, like, do I know you? Yep. Uh, which I did whenever I had the opportunity because um, <laughs> it's what the player is thinking. Uh, it turns out there are some apostates in this cavern here. And he's like, it's going to be a bloodbath. We got this. We got a real McGarnacle uh, coming. <laughs> uh, and if they don't surrender, they're just going to get killed.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so you go in there. Um, it these are from the circle that are recently burned down near Starkhaven, and you go in, and they immediately want to fight you um, yes. with undead. There's only one of the uh, apprentices who shows up and says it's one bad apple. Yes. Uh, which again is real Dragon Age Two text, uh, named Decimus.
1: <laughs> um, That's a real villain name. Don't trust a the villain. name Decimus
0: yeah incredibly villainous uh and decimus is bad news yeah um just but just a caster fight with undead decimus teleports around becomes invincible for a little while but doesn't do anything yep you know
1: (laughs) yeah um his second in command uh you know she survives the fight and she says hey you know us like you know we won't be a problem like there are remaining apostates You, you know it was just decimus who was doing the blood magic we really just want to leave the free marches. Uh, so if you can create a distraction for us to clear the way, all we need you to do is kill Thrask. And then we can just, you know, whoop, out of here. Like, no, I'm not going to kill Thrask.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, Thrask seems fine. I didn't, uh, I had Fenris with me and Fenris was like, oh, like, oh, we're just going to kill a Templar. And because I had chosen uh, the goofy options enough, you start getting Charm. Options uh, that are along with that, which are little uh, diamonds. Yeah, and then I said, I will, I will convince them, and I came out and tricked them. Mm. Um, you know, I, I said, oh, they went that away, uh, and <laughs> let them uh, survive. It was not very convincing, and there are no stat checks hmm. in this. It's just I had enough personality to to do it, I guess. Yeah. Like there are little things where if you, and I think there are threaten options that will do something similar if you've been aggressive enough, Mm -hmm. and then probably like whatever the equivalent is of the dove.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I I I didn't have a threaten option for this. Uh, It worked out as poorly as possible. Uh, Turned into a big fight with the Templars, Um, and Thrask is like, well, I guess I don't have a job anymore. Also, I'm going to be on the run from the law. So thanks. And then he, you know, yeah. goes and says, I'll make enough room for the apostates to get away. Um yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: computer show me something in an unemployed thrask. <laughs> <laughs> uh <you> know, like. <laughs> Um, there are also a bunch of side quests we can talk about before we do the, uh, the final, the deep roads expedition. Mm -hmm. Um, side quests just kind of come to you in this game. Sometimes you pull them off board. Sometimes they're letters you get, but also when you go into a new area, a big exclamation point will show up on your map. And that means go talk to this person to get a quest. Yes. Um, the way that the flow of this game worked for me was just me basically clearing things off a list. Mm -hmm. Um, when you go to the map, you have, uh, Kirkwall day, Kirkwall at night or outside in general. Yeah. And it'll show you whether you have quests to do in that and what areas you can fast travel to, Mm -hmm. to do them. And then I just went towards the thing. Yeah. Um, so I just really sleeved these side quests. Some of them are really short. Like they, you know, take like 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. uh, or so front to back. Um, goes down real smooth
1: yeah uh,
2: these
1: guys uh, i love how smooth it is I, I i love that interface for getting for getting around the world the fact that the yeah. town is a the, the the town is mostly a menu big thumbs up uh not to be a parody mm-hmm. myself but that is a huge thing for me and also like to go from night to day just being a, a menu option like oh it's a different map That's smart that is so good yeah. like don't simulate it like this is not that kind of open world game
0: yeah, I, I, I like it too. Uh, the only thing I don't like is like when you have to like, you know, hey, go give this thing to this one person. It's just going to be, you know, they're just going to talk to you for a second though. Yeah, yeah. They're going to send you somewhere else. Like just being sent to new places, to be sent to new places, to be sent to new places. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff bums me out. Yeah. But I actually really like how you navigate and mm-hmm. it does make it just go down incredibly quick. Yeah. Um. So the first side quest we're going to talk about is called The First Sacrifice.
1: Yeah. We yeah. find an Orlesian oaf. Uh, Orlé is uh, kind of analogous to to, to to France. So you have a guy who's just you know talking to the guards in this very thick French accent about, oh, return my wife. A whole.
3: <laughs> I like my wife. My wife. <laughs>
0: Give wife. Uh, he says, yeah. Um, he's Give it a piece, to wife. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. This guy sucks. Yeah. I I wasn't sure what to do with him though. So there's there's a yeah. weird thing. So like the moral, the correct moral thing to do in a Bioware game is just do all the side quests. Yes. Because it doesn't really matter. These aren't games about self-expression in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. um, I don't think. But I was like, I don't like this guy. He's a misogynist shit. But then I was also thinking like they give do an angle to cover for that. Like, it couldn't just be, do you want to do this mercenary act for this bad person? It was like, he's like, he thinks she's in trouble. So I was like, well, I could do it because she's in trouble. Yeah. You know? And I was like, am I going to, and then when I accepted the quest, like, Aveline didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, but she's in trouble. Like, I don't, don't, don't you see how much they're playing the middle
1: on this? Like, it's not, (laughs) you know, we're not,
0: we're not playing that game.
1: Yeah. Aveline. Is there like, there isn't an option for me to say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes to doing this, but it's because like her family is worried about her. I don't care about this guy. Yes. But Yep. Yeah. So like you don't get credit for doing things for the right reason. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is important. Like Mm -hmm. doing things for different reasons is a big depth thing when it comes to, you know, uh, adding, uh, kind of nuance to this genre
1: volition at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you can go into Darktown to follow these leads. You go into the Undercity, um, and really all that's down there is this Templar. Uh, his name is Emmerich. He has been investigating some of these disappearances. He basically hands the case over to you saying, yeah, there's this suspicious foundry in Lowtown. You can go over there. And this quest kind of just ended for me because like, mm-hmm. the foundry had like abominations and shades, so there was bad stuff going on. All that was left of the people that I was here to find were some bones, and then there was a severed hand with her wedding ring on it.
0: Yeah, the bone wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this is this pays off later. Okay. I, I believe um, this is like, and it, it's the anonymous uh, kind of quality mm-hmm. of this whole thing it makes this difficult. I yeah. think so. When this pops up later, it just feels like another side quest, right? You know, um, but it does pop up later, I believe. Yeah. So, and then when you give him back the ring, you can say like, you know, I took it off her seventh hand or you can say, but just say that she's she not coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not coming back. Uh, he's going to give it to the family because they think that he killed her.
1: Yes. Which I um, mean, it, just uh, mail, mail them the ring. It just kind of seems like you're taunting them.
0: That it is really dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, another quest magistrates orders um this magistrate hails you down near the Chanter's board, uh, which is kind of a message board, local message board. Mm-hmm. Um, a prisoner has escaped and is holed up in a cavern full of beasts. They're keeping the guards at bay. So I'm like, I'll do that for money. Yeah. Um, when you go to the coast, we find this uh, angry elven father arguing with the guards. Um, they're saying like, hey, you need to charge inside and kill the man. He's a serial killer who preys just on young elf girls. Yeah, he
1: and his my daughter. daughter's in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and they're saying, no, we have to wait for the captain to get here mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: Yeah, and so you you know, you say, like, yeah, I'm gonna take this in my own hands. You go in, this dungeon is actually part of the deep roads. Uh, this is mm-hmm. our first little preview of the deep roads biome down here. Uh, it's filled with spiders and undead. There are no uh, dark spawn down here. Not that it would make too much of a difference for the for the combat. Um, as you're going through these hallways, you find the daughter, you find Leah who is supposedly dead, and she takes a different tack. She says, Hey, um don't kill the man that you're going to find in there. He's a victim of demons, like this isn't his fault.
0: Yeah. Um and it's kind of a, like a little Stockholm syndrome Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he would like this is very abusey and kind of gross. A little bit, yeah. This this whole thing, it's real weird. Uh when you get to the the deepest part of the dungeon, we find the man. Um he came down here to die. Um he's the magistrate's son. Um, actually. So he has this, this embarrassment thing and he just gets so mad. He has demons inside him that tell him that the children are so beautiful and pure that Mm -hmm. they have to die.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is, which is real gross. Uh, the circle says he doesn't actually have demons though. He's just mad. And there's this like, when you say like, why did you let the daughter go Leah go? He's just like, she, you know, even after I hit her, like she asked if I was okay, how could I destroy somebody who was still concerned about me after all that and stuff? And I was just like, this guy's fucking gross. Like this guy's gotta go
1: yeah Uh, and 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 like yeah and and that's not like that's not hugely great either (laughs) because like yeah like oh there there is literally in a world where where, like there is demonic possession there is no place for somebody who is mentally ill like this to just be like put away and taken care of he wants to die like he's ashamed of what he has done um, and really, I mean, what I, the, 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 just outcome of this was for me to kill him because, you know, he is the son of a magistrate. If we put him in the justice system, the dad has a point. Elves don't get justice when their kids die, when they when they're, when they're, when their yeah. kids are murdered, like this guy would be back out on the street because of his connections. You know, nobody wants him out. Th- nobody wants him to live except for his dad, who just doesn't want to be embarrassed. So I yeah. I ice the dude.
0: Yep. Me too. And then the magistrate just gets mad and says, If you think we're doing business again, here's one dollar. Uh your shiny you seem gold like coin or whatever. Dick
1: anyway, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh next uh quest we want to talk about is called Fools Rush In. Uh this is the one I missed. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because I yeah. didn't do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So one of the times when you go into the hanged man, uh, there is a uh, there's a cinematic here. You see some low lives hassling this pirate woman named Isabella. Uh, Isabella had popped up. She was a minor NPC in Origins. Um, and she has. She full- taught you
0: one of the specialties. Yes. teaches she yeah, like swash the swashbuckler. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and she's here as a full on recruitable NPC um these little guys, you know she was hassling she tried hiring them to get information but they backed out of the deal uh she wants you to help her this time to, to prepare for a duel uh that's taking place up in uh, up in Hightown with this guy named Hater um mm-hmm. when you go there you're ambushed by some of these raiders here and you fight your way up to the to, to the chantry where Hater is hiding out uh he is um uh he he is like isabella he's also Antiban, kind of this you know combination spain and you know italian kind of, mm-hmm. kind, of kind of thing um Smart. And, yes he is working with uh, with someone named Castellon. um you know who they who's this big crime boss a big pirate Lord that Isabella was uh, working for here. Isabella ended up in Kirkwall uh, because her shipwrecked while she was looking for this relic. She was looking for the relic to pay off this debt. Castilian um, uh, (laughs) basically sent her like, hey, I need you to sail this ship. We got some cargo. Turned out the cargo was slaves. Isabella didn't uh, like that. She uh, released all of them, and now she's in Hawk to him. Uh, This will come up later. We kill Hader um and as people but castellan is going to continue looking for Isabella and we agree to help her and that's where we take her on. Isabella's mm-hmm. good. Uh she's kind of the kind of takes the Morrigan role in the party in terms of like not liking when you help people. Uh yeah. she's a little bit more like uh on the evil side for you know of the NPCs here uh to a certain they degree. Call it-
0: yeah, her her name is Vamp, not because she's a vampire, but because she's bi- bisexual. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's real something for daddy. She's real low cut, yeah, busty yeah. wench mm-hmm. uh, style. Uh, you know, Carlora can fuck anything <laughs> and will fuck anything. Um, so I ended up using her the first time I played. She was mm-hmm. in my party. In uh, this time, uh, she's a dual wielding. Uh, rogue, which I am as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so we should talk
0: about Varric as an NPC, which we haven't done as well, just mechanically.
1: We should, yeah. Uh, just
0: briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also, he's a he's a ranged rogue. Yes. Um, Like, it's kind of like warriors is warriors, mages is mages, and then, mm-hmm. like, rogues are everything else. <laughs> so they all do traps. They all do, uh, like, control. Um, and they also have the ranged combat, uh, non-through spells kind of thing locked. So yeah. Varric uses a crossbow. Mm-hmm. uh named uh bianca and uh so that's why Barr can be or vera can be in my party uh mm-hmm. we also get another ranged rogue yeah. in the dlc and <laughs> another dual wielding rogue uh uh-huh. in the dlc so there's two copies of each if you no. want to do range range dual wield dual wield <laughs> yeah. you can very easily do it
1: yeah weird uh, for some reason <laughs> no oh man uh
0: vera's good though so yep. Varric is a good NPC and Isabella is also a good NPC. Yep. uh, Uh, Isabella is
1: ridiculous for critical hits. Um, And uh, you can just pump her up and make critical hits uh, 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 inevitable using certain debuffs. And she just chews through things that ought not, uh, you know, be chew throughable.
0: Critical hits work in this game in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, Mechanically. So critical hits do bonus damage based on your cunning. Yeah. Stat, um, which is also what uh, determines your lockpick and fine traps mm-hmm. uh, set, Even though those things are very minimized, um, if you're doing a DPS critical hit rogue, um, you can mostly get critical hits. Yeah, almost all your skills do that. There's a thing that lets you do um, only critical hits for ten seconds yeah. in the assassin branch uh, that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pretty bonkers. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, we talked about this game being easy. Like it is easy to chew through. Mm-hmm. Just about all this shit. Yeah. Um, Unbidden Rescue, uh, the Viscount Seneschal has put a bounty, uh, on the Viscount's son, uh, Seamus, who's gone missing and needs to be rescued.
1: Right. Uh, problem is there's competition for the job and the competition doesn't seem to care whether they're going to bring Seamus back alive. Uh, the competition is this mercenary group, uh, called Winters, uh, that is, uh, kind of led here by this, uh, by this woman named, uh, Janice.
0: This is so weird, because they're just Mm. going around taking bounties and being like, okay, you know, they're (laughs) bullying their way into getting paid Uh in this way that doesn't feel like they have any power. Like, if they just go and kill the kid and bring him back, they're like, we did it. You technically have to. You admitted (laughs) (laughs) it. Marry your stepmother. Like (laughs) I just don't understand, like, where their power comes from Uh in this. They're real weird. Uh Um, So, uh, the Senate says they'd rather have you... Uh, find the kids in the winters
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so they say a kanari is suspected yes of abducting yeah.
1: uh um and yeah. you know although that may not be the case because the boy is known to be and they say is sympathetic uh there's not yes. a lot of coding about what's going on here actually <laughs> that is not mm-hmm. straight up just like said uh that has been confirmed by the by the director of the game like yeah here's here's what's actually going on uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it Uh, You go out to the Wounded Coast, and you find Seamus crying over his dead friends, um, this Kunari named Ashad. Um, It's very much implied that this was a romantic relationship. Um, Yes. You know, and, you know, Seamus is, like, using their terms. Like, he understands their culture and, you know, talks admiringly, not just about his friend Ashad, but about the Kunari in general. Um, Ashad is dead because the Winters killed him. Yes. And then you kill um, just a heroic number of mercenaries. You take <laughs> like, out this entire this mercenary game. company easily. <laughs> so many waves. Yep.
0: <laughs> dozens and dozens of guys. They just keep coming. Uh-huh. Um, I At some point I was like, am I supposed to lose this or something? It just keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. What flag did I break in this? <laughs> um, you eventually bring uh, Seamus back uh, and he and the Viscount are arguing you know, uh, basically, you know, Romeo. Like, why won't you let me be in love with these these other citizens? The other, you know, he's like they're just beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's like, well, it doesn't matter if they're just beasts. Like, there are court politics to to worry about. Um, and uh, I basically I support the son, and the dad gets mad at me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, here, I've, my my tact on this was like, I I agree with the son, but this is about more than just the, This is about more than like who's who's right about the canaries place like this is a family thing i i i i will see you i've got my money yeah, i out bye now give
0: me my dollar yeah. <laughs> yeah um uh moving on to bait and switch mm-hmm. um here where a skittish dwarf uh asks you for help recovering this lost lyrium shipment it turns out his business partners have screwed him over
1: right uh and so you go to the place where the lyrium is supposedly being held where the thieves are, uh, you do fight some highwaymen, but the chest inside is empty. Um, things yes. get much uglier when you step outside, uh, back out into the Elvish Alienage. And half of the Taventer Imperium is coming down on top of you. It's a whole um slave hunting uh kind yep. of squad.
0: Because you had a shadow client. Yep. Uh, you know, the real client emerges. Uh this is uh Fenris. Um, our another companion here. It's our final companion. Uh, I, yeah, I other I included,
1: than DLC. Yeah. I included the recruitment for the exile Prince just because it's so short. Um, okay. In here, but yeah,
0: I have not, I've not done that. Uh, okay. yeah, I don't know. I'm actually a little bit worried that the DLC is not, apparently there's a pretty known error where the DLC, like, even though you have it downloaded, it doesn't like attach to your game, depending on which origin account you're signed into weird. So I'm a little worried that I'm going to have to fuck around with that and try to get the DLC. Cause I've not had, uh, you know, heard boo of it yet. I just assumed I would enter it later. Yeah. Um, I'm certain I can load a save and do it at any time. Cause that's how DLC works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, am not prepared to talk about it in this episode yeah. just because it didn't come up for me and there might be a problem with my game. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I can, I mean, I'm sure I can get it to work. I just haven't done it yet. I just assumed it was coming later. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, which, uh, Fenris is this escaped slave. Um, he hired you as a distraction and he wants you to go to his owner, uh, Denarius um who's in town and strike this death blow so you can join him Fenris is the only character you get who tells you to hurry when you go do shit mm-hmm. um you know for his side quests and stuff and uh he's a companion as we mentioned uh as i said he's a DD character i'd create when i was 13
1: <laughs> really uh brooding kind of guy um
0: oh he's dark
1: dark and he's if dark baby <laughs> if you're listening to his voice and you're thinking i, I fucking recognize that guy who is that it's balthier yeah it's balthier yeah, it's just balthier. basically doing balthier's voice except not as like yeah. roguish and han solo-y
0: <laughs> yeah not really charming more just like tortured yeah, yeah. uh angsty yeah. you know i'm i'm taking fenris with me because i didn't the first time and because right. you know i want to see uh how he reacts to the events at the end okay uh because he's a, a hardcore bigot against mages
1: right well i mean um, he, he's got reason <laughs>
0: Well, totally, but like again, I I feel like the official, or at least the Gary official stance is mm-hmm. that bad mages do not mean we should put all mages in prison. Yeah, no, that's, uh, Fenris does not like you doing anything good for mages. Yeah, um, yeah, and when you when you tell him it's like, hey, my sister's a mage, mm-hmm. he's like, well, she's a ticking time bomb and she's gonna kill you and everyone you love. You know, like he's <laughs> yeah. he's a real dick. Yeah, um, he's also just like man, his like br- he runs off to like go pout yes at certain points like this this guy fucking sucks <laughs> yeah.
2: uh
0: and the fact that i i have a part for him in my party mechanically is a real bummer
1: um, <laughs> god damn it i'm so, i'm compelled to take you along and i don't want to respect i want
0: two warriors <laughs> and there are two fucking warriors in this game why is everyone a rogue <laughs> fuck man <laughs> he oh, so many geez. rogues. Yeah. uh his special he's spec'd for uh Uh, two-handed weapons Mm -hmm. and then his special path involves his magical lyrium tattoos and being able to do magic damage as well um which is also really good because Mm -hmm. if you uh if you're fighting certain enemies that we're going to run into like these golems and stuff later Mm -hmm. they're very resistant um and he can uh get defensive and offensive buffs based on his magic skills so he's like a fighter with like 10 percent kind of magic utility
2: yeah
1: Um, I don't like Fenris I think I used him in a previous playthrough Um, but the the thing you're talking about though where like I'm just gonna put Fenris and Anders in the same party and see what happens Mm -hmm. like that's the more fun thing to do like I've got Isabella and Avalyn in the same party and like listening to them bicker like that's when the game gets funny actually is like just hearing these people get under each other's skin is really
0: good (laughs) So. It's the the issue I have with like I agree the issue I have with it is that it, it ends up being things that are big and small so like having Isabella and Aveline together sounds fun and bantery mm-hmm. but having Anders and Fenris together it's <laughs> like the game is presenting me on the stakes They're having a of abominations yeah. yeah it's like they, it's real weird that all they do is have this little like you know and that's the tea mm-hmm. you know part like these just like you know Fenris says to me as we're walking around he's like you know, oh, you mean your Anders is an abomination? Yeah, and you're just okay with that? Anders is like, oh, remember that person you killed? And he's like, mm-hmm. well, he wasn't. You know, I did that for my own reasons. And then Anders is like, and they call me the monster. Yeah, and it's supposed yeah. to be like kind of funny, but it's like you're also asking me to take this argument seriously mm-hmm. in game. Like the entire crux of this narrative mm-hmm. is on both of those positions mattering. Yes, and just having these two characters just kind of like lightly you know Jab kind of like poke it, each other yeah. in the ribs is dumb mm-hmm. you know it's it's not committed yeah this is a not very committed game i think yeah
1: um so um, you've got fenris with you you go and you take out denarius and his uh in his little mansion this becomes uh this becomes fenris's home base so he mm-hmm. just he just hermit crabs into a mansion which is fun
0: i love that yeah, yeah. takes it over and it's like if he wants it back mm-hmm. he can have it yeah. You
1: know? Well, you don't kill Daenerys. Sorry, he he runs away. He, yeah. he makes it
0: Denarius is gone, but you can say, like, or Denarius is not there. Yeah. Um, he's already left. He's like, well, if he wants his mansion, he can get it. Yes. His uh his companion side quest involves that in the second act. hmm
1: yeah. yeah. Um the quest loose ends. So for me, because I had gone and done the work with the Thenril, uh, she reaches out and says, Hey, uh, I need your help. Uh, these other uh things. <laughs> these other uh uh Fereldans that i hired ended up uh you know not doing so great uh we sent them out to uh make a deal to make a sale uh sell some luxury goods to some dwarves they got waylaid and we need to get the shipment back we need to get the stuff yes yeah
0: right. uh so you go to the docks uh and find out this is a trap set by the coterie. um and and just one of Earl's people, this fifteen-year-old boy named Price survives.
2: Like
1: um, there, there, there are no other children in the game. Uh, like they, they, yeah, they don't have, they don't have models. So, so what they do to make this guy to make to make this kid look like a kid is hilarious. Up to and including having just a very prominent shot of him just being like tiny, like you looking down Going on through him through puberty, like silly, <laughs> uh, <slowly>, silly <laughs> pubating into big yeah. fat, big fat puke mom brother. <laughs> Uh, so there's an option at the end of this i i didn't expect my choice in this to be as monstrous as it is i was trying to be professional so like he says oh you know like i I need this job me and my family are going to starve uh, if we don't Mm -hmm. have this work for a you know i was like hey you know like sorry i you know i need to get this back you know I, i need to take these goods you know to to complete to complete the job uh but instead of just taking this and saying like well it's you know that's the brace kid as you walk away hawk will like throw a copper at him because he's begging saying you've ruined his life
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and you just get to be cold as ice yeah for that um i gave him the money uh because i did not like a yeah uh
1: because
0: she may be an indentured servant for a year yeah like you know that's that sucks it is there's
1: a weird inconsistency because i'm trying to play i'm trying to play uh renegade right trying to do the 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 aggressive and that was the aggressive option but uh it just uh, it's an you know renegade is just inconsistent monsterism
0: yeah yeah well you know bioware not great writers uh, about a lot of things you know they're they're just developers to do that kind of thing a lot better yeah uncommitted um there's an uh our legion mine owner who we would talk to who has a problem uh, his mind, the bone pit, is apparently so dangerous that his workers uh, won't report. So you need to go check it out. Uh, the lever stuff in this is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, like, there's a part, This it's fucking hilarious. Like, you know, so you go to the caves, uh, it's full of dragons, dragonlings, which just fight, like, skeletons. Mm-hmm. And then you fight a mature dragon who is just, like, a boss, mini-boss dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, main thing that he can do that the other ones can't do is, like, stun you.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, stun your whole party. Um, but nothing like the Dragon Age Origins right. fighting fights, which were like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, when you return with news of the mine, uh, and uh, you say the place isn't safe. And uh, he's like, well, you can have a share of the mine um, to ensure their safety. I say, I'll do it. And he goes, well, I was going to take that money and put it into safety upgrades, but I guess I'll <laughs> give it to you.
2: <laughs> like, I fucking,
0: I lost it. Like, I was yeah. like, wait, 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 that's not what I wanted. <laughs> like, I want buy the, the fucking handrails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: get this okay get, get osha the or Orlesian safety and occupational whatever yeah mm-hmm. oh gosh yeah. no i i i also was like oh i will come on and be an advocate for this uh to do it mm-hmm. for the working class i i also laughed very much out loud at that <laughs>
0: yeah. uh then he has to go you have to go tell the convince the workers to come back there's just a little miniature quest mm-hmm. you just go to it in the city um and you can either pay them uh out of your own pocket or you can tell them that you're uh, keeping it safe now yes
1: oh. yeah uh, finders keepers is a quest that you do if you have Isabella uh, there's Which a contact I, I of not. hers um, named Martin he's a former raider he wants to go on the uh, the straight and narrow uh, he's looking for help his old crew uh, ran <laughs> ran his ship into the cliffs uh, when he tried the defect and they took all of his cargo he wants to get it back uh, when you ask him like hey so like what kind of cargo is this um he says oh just some herbs and spices you Mm -hmm. go to the docks and you know shake some people down there's like a little comedy beat with like the port authority who you know is just completely in the bureaucracy won't talk with you unless you have a bill of lading or whatever you can threaten your way out of it which is fun um but you you when you when you open it up to check out the open up the crate oh it's poison it is stuff to kill people, and you confront him about us, and he's, he says, like, oh, yeah, all of this is legitimate. I don't have a problem with this. I say, all right, well, uh, give me a discount later on, and we're square. So mm-hmm. I put a bunch of poison onto the streets, baby.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I also didn't do this one. I'm shirking I'm, I'm my duty. I played a lot of this game. Yeah. Uh, no, but I no. think that my, the way that you're just, dis- this describes how the, um, the exiled prince quest happens Mm -hmm. makes me think my dlc is broke and that gives me a little homework assignment for after you record before next week to get that dlc uh working
1: yeah so um i I don't think it's too late to uh to 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 recruit him uh so the way that this the way that this happens uh you walk by the chanter board and you see somebody uh, in very fancy armor, um, arguing with uh, a sister of the chantry about the notice that he put up. The chantry doesn't want him posting a bounty up here. Uh this is Sebastian. He is, uh, we're gonna find out, the last remaining um person from Starkhaven. Uh kind of this nearby place that burned down. We heard about Starkhaven with uh the maid circles and stuff like that. Um uh, just yeah, bad things happened there. And it was part of this, you know, broader coup. You read this, this uh, mercenary group called Flint uh, had uh, sacked Starkhaven and killed all of Sebastian's family. The, the, like the notice is to go to these three places and kill, kill these mercenary groups. It's kind of literally nothing. You just go to these three different places and do small encounters there. And then ultimately report back to Sebastian and say like, Hey, I did this. Uh, you didn't even expect anybody to like notice the posting, let alone act on it, but he's very thankful to you and he will join you, um, in act, uh, act two as a, uh, as a rogue for you as another, uh, mm-hmm. ranged focused, uh, uh rogue, uh, yeah. except instead of using a crossbow, he uses, um, uh, just a regular bow and arrow, which opens up different skills with different, uh, you know, different status effects and things like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's very pious yes uh is kind of his uh, characterization which is this weird thing where it's like he doesn't have anything roguelike about him mm-hmm. like his skills don't make sense for his personality like i've read about him i didn't yeah you know, yeah you know, equip him um the uh skills don't make anything s- sense for his uh, personality it's just real weird that like if you do ranged combat you are a rogue yep you know because everything kind of kind of you know shunts down into these three categories yeah you know, so it has to do that. Um, the way this uh, act ends is with one final quest, the Deep Roads Expedition. Right. Um. I did not have the money uh, okay. for this, so what happens is you get a letter from an organized crime guy in the coterie, who says, "Um, I will loan you the money, because I and I because I'd spent it on equipment. Like I did all this quest, but I just spent it on things, mm-hmm. things I like."
2: <laughs> um,
0: so he says, "I'll give you the money. You just give me double back." after that. And I agreed, uh, Aveline hated that I was going to do that. Um, this pays, you know, this has a little tail in act two, Mm -hmm. um, by hooking up with the coterie. But I think I, you know, I think it's pretty short. Yeah. Um, you go and you either have the money or you say the money's coming from your Mm -hmm. crime associate. Uh, Bartrand doesn't like this. You know, he doesn't want to split the money three ways. No,
1: Bartrand is terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. the second part, the second thing you need is the maps. Uh, which is, you know, you have to recruit Anders into your game here. Uh, Barton's like, where in the hell did you get Grey Warden maps? I love this little cutaway to Anders when he says, a wizard did it. Just real flat like that. That was funny. That's funny. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm taking uh, Bethany and my (laughs) other... pops out of her house into high town to beg you not to take yep, your sibling i
1: can't have both my babies lost in the dwarf mines
0: you're fine Yep. you, you go go dwarf it up uh-huh. i don't give a shit about you but don't take your your sibling <laughs> um it's very funny which i did anyway uh-huh. uh because like fuck it and also because i'd been using bethany that was my mage
1: yeah yeah um no. i took i took carver and like you know this comes down to like it's it's almost like a little conflict and carver cemented like oh you're gonna fucking die because he says like well if anything i should go and you should you should stay at the house hiding from the templars mage sister
2: yeah <laughs> like,
0: bethany just says like nothing bad will happen to me as long as i got my big brother to protect me <laughs> something like that like it's it's very transparent. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: this cuts <laughs> to
0: Varric. Three days from retirement. We, yeah. Everyone is three days from retirement. This when they get a plot death. <laughs> yeah. um, this cuts to Varric for the first time in a long time talking to Cassandra with his weird open shirt. Um, and she's like, I don't believe it. I can't believe that it. it was just a coincidence that he went into the the Dark Roads. And he's like, no, we didn't know. If he had known, he wouldn't have gone uh, based on what happened to his sister. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or it yeah. wouldn't have gone, you know... Uh, you know, uh, he wouldn't have taken Carver if he would have known what happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. What happened. Um, so we go to their first big dungeon here. They, they very explicitly say this is the point of no return Yes, and we won't be back for months. You mm-hmm. know, time is going to pass. Yeah. Um, so we're in the, the deep roads uh, we found this blockage and we have to spend some time clearing it. So we're going to look for a way around no. and the merchant door from dragon age origins had also shown up uh, yeah. here and he's going with us at this point. Um, like boy i get the sense that like there are dragon age fans who really love this this character and his son i have a hard time with him i don't like the voice actor and i hate sandal
3: yeah
0: uh and i hate the joke about somebody just being kind of simple in the head and just saying the same thing over and over mm-hmm. uh, i hate the delivery i hate his stupid face really like,
1: really it could have, like the only the, the only thing like the only character who gets away with that is max haas
0: <laughs> yeah max haas is great yeah sandal is just like a shitty max haas yeah uh, you know, and it just like the joke that he just goes enchantment mm-hmm. uh like you know, like a cookie monster or whatever <laughs> is just fucking dumb. <laughs> Yep. I, I hate him.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, in Dragon Age Origins, he just decided, like, you're on a camp. He's like, I'll be your personal merchant. Uh-huh. You can be my economy, click, <laughs> you know, and I'll be your economy. Here it makes less sense. He eventually also starts living with you. <laughs> like, this guy just pops from plot character to plot character. Yep. Like, you end up owning this guy and his son. It's weird. <laughs> um, he will always be your personal merchant. Uh-huh. No, extremely Uh, strange but he says like find my son this is not optional like you have to do this because his son's on the critical path
1: yes yeah Uh, this is a long dungeon you're going to be going Mm -hmm. down uh kind of these uh long stretches of deep roads uh fighting lots of dark spawn there's a little bit of variety to these guys um just a little bit Uh, you're getting like things that used to be like mini bosses are just kind of thrown into regular combat this felt like an appreciable step up also having a dungeon that is longer than 10 minutes felt good to me yeah
0: yeah it's still you're still not doing that kind of like planning section you know where you're like making long-term choices managing your rest versus your spells like everything just refreshes every encounter is fresh Mm -hmm. but it does feel like there's a greater sense of place like yeah it's a step up in terms of interest and challenge and the boss is good yes um which uh we'll talk about
1: yeah uh you find sandal right away uh he used mm-hmm. his you know he uses runes to slaughter a ton of dark spawn and also uh frozen ogre
0: yeah cool. uh, but that was not enchantment they it did that and that's played as a comedy beat
1: yeah i didn't get that joke is it just i didn't either yeah
0: i, I don't know i was like man somebody thinks this is super funny yeah um So there's an ogre that just pops up that we have to kill. And then we also fight a dragon. Um, This is tough, but these are not the bosses of this. Um, We get to the mother load. This is this thag, which are like a dwarven uh, zone, um, Mm. that predates even the first blight. Um, This is very ancient, and it has, uh, you know, even uh, it has these massive lyrium deposits.
1: Yeah, they're just like laced around the walls. Yep. Yeah,
0: Uh, And we get there, we find this idol made of lyrium here. Uh, and Hawk gives it to Bertrand who (laughs) locks you in the vault.
1: (laughs) Like like everything short of like his eyes glowing happens. Yeah. Like as this, it's
0: very, my precious. (laughs) Yeah. Did your Hawk slide down the fucking banister?
1: Um, I can't recall because
0: mine did. And yeah, like, to try to get to the door, it's uh, it's one of, like, it's a classics of game. Like, <laughs> it made me wish that I was playing this on PS4 so I could just, like, have gone to record. Uh-huh. It You slide down, you go to, like, stop the door, like, Varric's running, he's like, Bertram, no! <laughs> and then my hawk just went, and it looks like um, the skeleton chasing around uh, the, the haunted house boys in Bedtime Story. <laughs> like, it just looks like a little paper cutout, like a Final Fantasy Tactics summon A uh-huh. hawks lying down, a <laughs> banister just going, towards the camera it's just fucking incredible ca- I love it's, it. it's one of the best like animations like i i laughed <laughs> out loud it's so dumb God, i
1: love that give, give me it as much of funny. that jank as possible it's so jank yeah, yeah it's so
0: funny like this is the serious dark and gritty dragon age <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are
1: just gonna bow and look to duke across this it's <laughs> so good
0: that's so good um oh, so God. we're we're stuck but there's another way out
1: yeah
0: um and we go to the look through this uh the section and we're introduced to stone golems which are really tough yeah. uh, very damage resistant
3: mm-hmm.
0: um to non-magical damage and then uh so this is like the final new class of enemy like this actually these things feel different to fight yes um and then the profane which are ranged uh kind of stone wraith creature things yeah. that are just a little bit tougher than what we've already fought
1: yeah they like look they're not cool. that different
0: than a herlock bolter right you know
1: yeah but. there's just lots of them whenever they show up um but you get down here one of these profane gets back up after you kill it and starts speaking to us uh it's a demon uh these profane are kind of created when people start eating lyrium so like mm-hmm. these are the original inhabitants of this of this dwarven Tig that have eaten lyrium and turned into monsters and they continue eating. Uh, this is you know some kind of some kind of bad demon uh, who is here and wants to offer us this deal, uh, saying, "Hey, I've got the key. Um, I've got you know what will get you out of here. If you do not make this deal with me, you'll be here forever." Uh, turns out the joke's on him because you can just kill, kill him and take his key
0: yeah yeah and i said no because he's a demon yeah no you know uh demons seem bad if if you have Uh meryl
1: with you she's like oh it can't be that bad of an idea
3: (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. fucking meryl (laughs) um the uh so this introduced us to our first boss fight this was the first time i died same uh in the game um this is actually hard um it's real video gamey but it's a refreshing for this game. It's really you know, is,
1: actually like yeah. the, the way that certain parts of the arena become kill boxes. Um, yes. Yeah. It feels very much like a wow
0: kind of thing. So he basically, he's a big dude who kind of does regular attacks until you do enough damage to him. Uh, then he starts glowing and then you have to stand behind these pillars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when he does that, while he's reconstituting, he summons a bunch of profaned, Yes. So you can kind of focus fire on him, but if you do, you're going to get zapped mm-hmm. from the profane. You have to balance clearing out the ads with doing enough DPS to him while yeah. he's between phases. Yeah. Um, your AI companions are generally pretty good about getting out of the way mm-hmm. of the stuff. At one point, the the time I died, uh, Avaline just stood there and just took <laughs> it on the face for like the entire time. And then I was like, well, I'm going to keep trying this, but I probably should restart. Yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't no. mention this. Um, your heal uh healing items are on cooldowns. Mm-hmm. So you cannot spam heal to get past things.
1: No, no. It's probably for the better. Yeah. The game's already too easy.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, and I done. never say things are too easy. Um, but yeah. Uh for like I got down to it was just it was just me as a mage and Anders um at the end of this and we just there was no way that we were gonna go uh that we were gonna beat this i just beat my head against it and i was like no i need to reload because i actually need dps on this yeah yeah it's a good fight yeah
0: Yeah, this is good this is fun yeah uh challenging Mm-hmm. and there's
1: like a little bit of like myth myth making to this because Varric says like oh my god like rock razors are supposed to be a legend like these things you know like we we have no idea if these actually exist my hawk says well I guess it's still a legend there buddy because it doesn't exist yeah.
0: anymore and we met, yep <laughs> uh, and they, they're guarding a huge uh, section of treasure we can grab we leave most of it behind mm-hmm. uh, it's just representational treasure <laughs> um, and then have to wake, uh, work, work our way out it's going to be a week to get out um, it's five days later we're making good time, but uh your sibling uh, gets the corruption poisoning. Yeah. So Bethany or Carver, uh, they die.
1: Or if you have Anders or, with you, yes. <laughs> yes. Anders um, you know, the has these gray warden maps. Anders thought that the, uh, the gray wardens uh, were going to come and look for him. Turns out that they you know were actually here looking for uh, you know inroads into the into the deep roads. So they could be prepared for the next blight whenever it happens. There's an encampment. we can get Carver or Bethany over there and convince them to, uh, to accept the sibling in as a gray warden. Um, they go through the ritual and they become resistant, uh, to the, uh, the corruption that would kill them. However, this also means being inducted into this, you know, secret soldier brotherhood and you're not going to be able to see them like they're immediately conscripted, but it's a choice between them dying or, you know, living. And I chose to press them into service. So
0: what's really interesting is that if you didn't play as a mage, you're way less likely to have Anders with you Mm -hmm. have Anders and Bethany. Yeah. You know, so the, the, it's just like, it's kind of stacked against Bethany and stacked towards Carver yeah. to have this fate, you yeah. know? Yep. Um, so, uh, when you return, uh, the mother collapses cause you didn't, uh, for me, cause she was dead for you mm-hmm. because she was a gray warden. Yeah. And we get our little flash forward to act two, which we're going to start talking about next episode. Yeah. Um, where another time jump passes. We've now, uh, become wealthy and forgotten about all the poor people and don't care about them anymore. <laughs> yep. And everyone's plot has advanced a little bit. Yes. So,
1: and we're going to talk about that next week.
0: Yeah. We're going to hit the ground running mm-hmm. on that. Um, and cause we have a lot to get through. Um, thank you, Mitch. Mitch. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back in a week. If you would like to hear our episode on Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance at the end of the month or just want to get uh, episodes a week early or support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv.
1: Yep. Get lots of extra content there. Not just watch out for fireballs, but you gain access to uh, premium shows like uh, like Unfilmable. We made, uh, made a reference to Bedtime Stories, that uh, show which previously was about Lovecraft adaptations to, to the screen um has uh, kind of shifted and now is a general purpose uh horror uh show mm-hmm. talking about horror media uh we have started our tim and eric's bedtime stories series and that is a lot of fun so come along for absolutely.
0: that absolutely yeah. yeah and we'll be uh we'll be talking about all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. in the show um we also have a brand new uh show we've talked about a few times uh called orb mm-hmm. which is a venture brothers recap podcast um that's been really fun to do that comes out once a week that is available for everybody but again of course you can get that early yeah if you uh if you join us on patreon um i think that show is really fun Same. and i think that people should support it agreed yeah uh and then there's like ratings reviews on uh apple podcast uh and that's that's those are basically all the things you can do tell your friends please yeah uh announcement about duck stream coming very soon mm-hmm um we know it's a little late uh to be doing that give us 2020 grace please mm-hmm. um and it's also covid grace because we have to figure out how to do that uh entirely from Remember. our homes yeah yeah so um yeah i think that's about it i think so um
1: yeah. until next time watch out for fenris that guy sucks
0: yeah that dude is a fuck boy